0: Expect the unexpected! And the Blue Jays have never flown higher! That's
1: a man's jam! now Mississippi Valley State is the last team without a win in the nation. The
2: madness is real! Dexter, ball of touchdown!
3: Chioza! Oh Thank you for being my friend.
0: Hello friends and welcome to episode 4 of the D1 and Done Pod, currently presented by no one. As always, we are open to any sponsorships or partnerships that you may want to bring our way down the road. If you just listen to that intro, there is a little Easter egg hidden in that introduction. If you find it and you recognize it... Send us a message on our social medias or on our email, d1anddonepod at gmail.com, and you will get a shout out on the next show. Speaking of our social medias, make sure you follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, you can keep up to date with everything that we're doing, and also keep up to date with college basketball news throughout our social media pages. You can also listen to this on YouTube, Spotify, or wherever that you may get your podcast. Make sure you leave a review. Make sure you rate us five stars or below five stars. We may, mm-hmm. This may not be a five-star show. Who, what's to, who's to say? I rated it three stars. Three-star effort from mm-hmm. episode three? Yeah. I appreciate that. So welcome in, Robbie Donahoe, Nick Mills to my left, Dusty Mills to my right, fellas, Another good week of College Hoops. I know you guys are feeling pretty darn good after Saturday. Yes, I'm excited to be here for episode four. Uh, For people
4: who did not follow us on social media or maybe did not see the post, I was back in Rupp Arena for the... The Alabama game, my fifth trip to Lexington this boots year. Boots on the ground? The boots were on the ground. I was on assignment. Uh, I did a great job ass- uh, working the, the game, if I do say it myself. So I didn't myself. see your
0: game story after the game, by the it's,
4: way. It's, uh, Still working on it? What's the, I'm not in the journalism business like you are. Was it like on deadline? or? Yeah, you're
0: well past deadline <laughs> at this point. It's, <laughs> Monday, not, it's not coming in.
4: Monday morning, we'll have it ready, I promise. But uh, yeah, it was, a, it was a very interesting week for Kentucky. Um, yep. Uh, I don't know if we'll get to it or not. But yeah, good week overall, Robbie. For sure. I want to know what the uh, atmosphere is like. So, first of all, shout out uh, friend of the program, Nate Hahn. GFOP, GFOP. Good friend of the pod, Nate Hahn. He went with me because it was his uh, first trip to Rep Arena. That's so right. It was a good time. and uh, He even got a Kentucky hoodie for Christmas did. to wear. He did. He's a He's part of the family now. As I, respect say. That. I respect that. Shout out to me that. Soprano. But, uh, yeah, so it's interesting. I It was packed immediately, like 15 minutes for tip. There was yeah. not an empty seat. I made a comment, like, it was loud in there, but, like, it almost wasn't like rowdy. I think there's a little. Was there an uneasiness in that yeah, game it, then? Yeah, like, I always think it wasn't like. Because uneasy makes it sound like it's like definite. Sure. I thought it was like a little subtle. Like, again, for people who don't know, they lost three straight home games at one point <laughs> this so year. I, yeah. uh, I was at two of those games, by the way. But, uh, but yeah, but once the game got going, it was rocking in there. And uh, it was uh, an interesting basketball game, to say the least. <laughs> they had 100 points <laughs> with about 10 minutes to go in that game. If I remember correctly, it was
0: 92 points at the under 12 timeout in the, in the second half. That is insane. <laughs> Like an if, NBA game and broke out felt there. so
4: easy too. It was hilarious, but
0: Alabama is does not want to play defense. They want to chuck up as many shots as they can and then get a rebound and go do some more. And so I was
4: in Lexington, and our other, the third guy on the podcast, Dusty Mills, my brother, was in Chicago, Illinois. Yeah, Were you on assignment. Um, unfortunately, I could not find you, a Illinois, ticket. Illinois Chicago. Well, could no, no. couldn't no. check I out Chicago State. I was State. trying <laughs> to get
2: into a Georgetown DePaul, but I couldn't find a <laughs> ticket. All sold out. <laughs> I did see someone tweet that on uh, like StubHub, wherever it was. They were it, it was three dollars to get into that game. <laughs> I'm surprised it's that I much. should have gone. Yeah, that's honestly. way too
0: much. Speaking of future games that we may be attending, keep just just it, Keep, on, I forget, keep yeah. an open ear for the end towards the end of the show when we talk about our locks of the week. I got a new sound for that. So. Just make sure that you are listening well, towards the end of the show I'm for glad that. You mention so part of my
4: punishment is I, I I'm not a turkey outfit spoiler right now. Correct, yes. I you're should not. be in it. So I went to Party City Thursday and Friday, went to the Carmel location, Fisher's locations, no free ads, but uh nothing.
0: You made an effort. I, I, will, made, I will commend that. So
4: I we ordered at Amazon, could not get here today, so it will be worn. It may not be this episode, but a punishment, it is a coming. Yes, it is true, Craig. Okay. He, he didn't he he yes. didn't, yes. didn't save some money. <laughs> This is not fake news, okay? This is we only spit real facts on the show, Dusty. Uh, but yeah, shall for people who don't know, I, I'm 0 and 3 my picks this year. 0 3
0: against the spread. We'll talk more about that. Okay, let's let's okay, not give okay. up too much of it, you're but right. we will say Wednesday could be a big day. Yes. If it does get to follow that point. us on social media. Yes, you're gonna want to see that content if we do get to Wednesday. Speaking of which, Wednesday coming up down the road. But if you, this is your first time listening to the D One and Done Pod, welcome. We are so glad you are here if this is your first time checking in on us. The pod name comes from our good pal to our right right here, Dusty Mills, who played college basketball at Kentucky and Ball State, unceremoniously or ceremoniously dismissed from both teams. I don't know. However you want to see it. Uh, Nick and I both played high school basketball. Nick was much more successful than me as he actually got to play in a sectional game, and I did not. Mm-hmm. I will never forgive you for saying that, by the way. I will hold that against you until you are in the ground, and hopefully I'm standing above you.
3: You dare you say that to me!
2: I also, just so you know, for my career in sectionals one hundred percent from three point land. Numbers never lie. So
0: one mm. for one, I presume? Correct. Wow. Congratulations.
2: Hey, Doug, Doug Mitchell apparently scouting report North Central's um, men's coach at the time, boys coach, however you say that. Had on the scouting port scouting report let him shoot. <laughs> How
0: did you find that out
2: afterwards? Uh, uh, gosh, who told me? Who was in that class at North Central? Eric Gordon. Well was yeah, it wasn't Eric. <laughs> Hodzik did not like me. It wasn't so it wasn't was
0: it? older brother, was it? That's Harmus's cousin. Thinking. It might have been Jay Yeah, must have been. Yeah. Anyway, shout out. Uh, we'll have more stories from Dusty at the end of the pod, per usual. Better go through your memory bank of great stories that you can come up with for us. And also, a new segment of the show coming towards the end. Nick's funny of the week. Very excited about
4: that. I'm very excited. I was telling Robbie today, like, so real quick, so we'll get to it later. But yeah, the funniest thing from college basketball. So. Right. I'm so excited to get to So it. we have
0: Funny of the Week, we have a Stat of the Week, our Locks of the Week, all sorts of great things to talk about as we get towards the end of the pod. But the front burner, big story of college basketball – has to be what happened in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, on Saturday. The Duke Blue Devils playing at Wake Forest. Big win for the Demon Deacons. Probably one of their biggest wins they've had in the last five or six years. For those who don't remember, Wake Forest had a great basketball program for a long time. Chris Paul took that team to some big games and big wins, and they're kind of just... Timmy Duncan, Tim Jeff, Duncan Teague, Teague, Jeff Teague, uh, Darius Alf, Sangaila. Uh, Alfred Farouk Aminu. Al that's mm-hmm. right. Yeah, so one. They've had a lot of really good players that have come through Wake Forest. And over the past five, six years, haven't been as great. Now they're starting to make a little bit of a run. Steve Forbes coming over, really good coach, um, has done some good things for the Demon Deacons. But at the end of that game where the Demon Deacons won over Duke, they stormed the court, as most colleges do when you beat a top-ten team and you're unranked. The only problem with that was... In that court storming, if you didn't see it, Duke star player, Kyle Filipowski, had a bit of an altercation with a fan that ran on the court. Now, however you see it, if you look from the uh, from the backboard cam, if you look from the normal game camera, it looks like Kyle Filipowski may or may not have tried to shove one of the fans that ran near him. In the process of him trying to shove that fan, Kyle Filipowski supposedly may have injured his ankle in the process. Obviously not a good situation if you're a Duke fan because that's one of your best players and you don't want him getting hurt at a court storming. Well, John Shire had some thoughts about that court storming following that loss to Wake Forest.
1: Disappointed we lost, Uh, but look, for me it's, I'm more concerned about the the well-being of our guys. You know, Flip sprains his ankle. When are we gonna ban court storming? Like, when are we going to ban that? Like, how many times does a player have to get into something where they get punched or they get pushed or they get taunted right in their face? And it's a dangerous thing. And I don't want that to take away from the game that Wake played. Because Wake played a big-time game. Salas was as good as could be today. And, And hats off to them. Well, you look around the country, and Caitlin Clark, something happens. And now Flip, I don't know what his status is going to be. He sprains his ankle. And it's one thing, like when I played, at least it was 10 seconds in the court. You know, you would storm the court. Now it's the buzzer doesn't even go off, and they're they're running on the floor. And this has happened to us a bunch this year. Um, it's part of it. I don't want this to take away at all from Wake. They earned it. They deserve the win. Steve banned that. Like, how many times did they deserve the win? Steve is a hell of a coach. I respect the heck out of him and his team. They're they're really good. And if this is an example that they need to be in the tournament, what are we even talking about? So I'll answer any questions, but for me, that's hats off to them. We need to be better. We need to learn from this, Uh, but uh, that needs to stop.
0: So that's what John Shire had to say about the court storm. First
2: of all, the way that he calls him "flip" is like the most Duke white thing it's, ever. It's a very Duke thing.
0: Now, before
4: I we thought the same thing. Before <laughs> we get into the
0: discussion, it is funny that this comes up because obviously court stormings have become kind of a prevalent issue in college basketball. When Purdue played at Nebraska back in, I believe it was December, Purdue lost the game and got court stormed, and in the process, there was a. I don't want to say it was, you know, there wasn't some animosity that took place or not, but Matt Painter was a little disappointed by how the Nebraska security was able to handle the situation of when Purdue got court stormed following the game. Here's what he had to say, following the game, I will share my thoughts after Matt Painter. Again, this came out, I believe in this was last December when he said this following Purdue getting court stormed at Nebraska.
3: So we got to do something about the court storms, guys. I don't know why institutions aren't ready for it. Like, what did you think was going to happen if they won? Like, spread the word. Spread the word before somebody gets hurt. You know, a student from Nebraska should be able to storm the court, right? Like, we're cool. Like, just, like, get ready for it. That's what you're going to do. So, like, we're we're struggling in our conference with that. We got, we have a, our freshmen, sophomores, and juniors have never lost a road game without a court storm. Think about that. So, this isn't. Think about that. Put that in your article. Right. All right? Because someone's gonna get hurt. Someone's gonna get hurt. And it's, could, it could be a student, could be one of Nebraska's guys, could be one of our guys, could be someone working the scores bench, could be anybody. But, like, I don't know why people don't get ahead of it. All right? It's happened a lot, and it's just. I, I, I don't understand that. Right. So, we gotta do something about
0: the. So, when that sound came out, The Nebraska fan base just pounded Matt Painter for being a crybaby. Guess who's laughing now, you jerks? Because now Matt Painter absolutely nailed it. Because Wake Forest wasn't prepared. They weren't ready. You knew it was coming. There were literally guys dressed on the court, sitting courtside, with rain jackets on. You knew it was going to happen if Wake Forest won. So why not take the proper precautions to make sure everyone is safe? So I want to start with Dusty as someone who has experience playing college basketball. Your, Where do you land on court storm? Well, first of all, Detroit Mercy did a horrible job too, lying on the one guy. What are you talking about? That was great.
2: <laughs> um, this is such a polarizing Issue honestly, mm-hmm. um, do you guys wasn't it Duke one year, maybe 15 years ago, that Coach K actually took the starters out of the game and I believe sent them to the locker room before court? I think purdue it
0: was. so Duke did that one time. Okay. I know Purdue did that last year I'm, as well. I'm, yes, I know
2: some people look at that as bitterness or whatever, but I've been pumped if I got through. Yeah, it Coach into K, how do you know they're gonna storm the court?
4: Quiet. He just sent them to the locker room, anyways.
2: <laughs> he was mad. Um, I don't really know how you stop it unless it gets to legal stuff. Yeah. Like if you do pinpoint every person, tell them if you're on the court, we're going to take your picture, never come to a game again. But then who actually tracks that to make sure that person ever walks in? I know they sure. say all the time MLB or NBS banned people, but really when you walk into a Pacers game, is someone looking at your picture and like making sure you get in. So there's got to be legal implications if you're going to fully stop, let's say 500 college students. Probably or expulsion kids. from school. Something yeah, like that too. it could be Maybe. something like that. Um, besides that, though, someone threw out the idea of... Again, I don't know how you moderate it. Like, Make sure... Fans can understand they can rush the floor, but there's like a 30-second clock, essentially. Yeah. And then go party. Go do your thing. So um, It's dangerous. It's for sure... I love it. I just because I'm a fan, I think it's I'm all about pro-partying, pro-fun, all that stuff. You should celebrate, but no different than... When you celebrate a bar, like do it responsibly. So I don't understand right. how it's hard to do that, but you are going to have the bad apples that make things look bad. And the other thing that doesn't help with the argument is these coaches who obviously are talking about it, they're also talking about the subject after a bad loss. Right. So right. now they're, already, they're already mad. They already don't want to talk, talk about but they can take away from the game and talk about I, I don't know. I'm talking in circles here because I do not know the solution.
0: It's 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 the narrative it's also our culture it's oh he's a crying baby oh he sad that he lost oh he's been. no yeah, he's correct. trying to provide a proactive yeah. solution to the situation Matt Painter was not of course he's upset about losing but also he's trying to help make he, this happen and he said in the thing like they should storm the court he yeah, said, said that should. in that, yeah. in that yeah, I that, loved that quote yeah, yeah. And so, Nick where, where do you stand on court stormings
4: then uh, two things I want to say beforehand one it's 4.30 here on Sunday We have no update On Phil Palski Like how severe The injury Outside, is we, All we flip. know
0: is All we know is yeah, Update on Flip uh, All we know <laughs> is a Sprained ankle uh, f- ESPN said it was a knee, but I. Yes, they're the, old, they're the only outlet that said knee, so I have I've not heard. seen anything else. Well, yeah, so that's
4: what I was kind of saying. Like, it's kind of conflicting I guess what I meant to say, like we don't know if it's going to be like a, you know one game missed, or is it going to be
0: we'll, we don't sure. know the yeah. details. we don't know that. the severity of it. Yeah.
4: Yes. Second thing I want to mention: uh, what really stinks about this is like it, like what a big time win for Wake Forest. Like this was an awesome basketball game. He yep. mentioned Hunter Salas was awesome this game. He was a former five star recruit. <sighs> It was an awesome basketball game and a win Wake Forest needs. So it just stinks. this is going to overshadow all of that. All of that being said, it's funny. So, again, I went to Lexington yesterday with Nate, and we were talking about this before this all happened about court storming. Is, again, I'm all for court storming too, but, like, whenever a court storming happens, it's very rarely it shocks anyone, right? It, it, like, no. Like Ball State, when they beat Eastern Michigan, it's not going to just storm the court out of nowhere, right? It, right. It, you know it's coming. It's like, not
0: Clemson after every win at which, a home football game, which, which is way,
4: stupid. real quick, the funniest court storming ever this year was when Cincinnati stormed the court on TCU. Maybe the most random court storming ever. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that being said, to me, it's kind of what Dusty was saying. This is a simple solution. You know what's going to happen, or maybe not a simple solution. In principle, it's simple. You know they're going to storm the court. Just get the other team off. Give them 15, 20, whatever amount of time you need. Just let the other team get off the court. And I, you know, I remember like when Providence played Georgetown this year. Like they were able to get a ton of security there, you know, because Ed Cooley turned. They knew it was going to be hostile. They, they were able to get a ton of security there. So even though it's an upset potential, I, I I, feel like you can get a lot of security. Make sure, hey, and just be like, hey, give a 10, 15, 20 seconds for to be, and just let the other team get off the court. And maybe. That's where the punishment is. Maybe suspension, expulsion. If you touch another member of the other team, you're gone. You're gone. Like, we're not having this again. So, yep. I, I just think that's the main thing. You've got to get the other team off the court, right? Because that fixes, like, remember when the watch shot happens? Darius Miller, it's kind of a shock, like, nothing bad happened to him. There's that famous photo. He's, like, on his back with people surrounding yep. him. It's pretty horrifying. And another thing, like, a reason, like, again, a player getting hurt be happening. I'm surprised no players are like throwing a punch or anything, right? If someone gets hit a
0: certain um, way.
2: So do you remember this, Robbie? I feel like Roddy? this has happened. This happened between Noblesville and Pike High School oh, yeah. in 1998. Noblesville beat Pike, who was number one in the state in sectionals. It was a year after Tom Coverdale, so Noblesville was kind of rebuilding the Noblesville players Rushed the court And a Pike player Punched a Noblesville student And went running Through Noblesville High School And they found him later In the girls locker room Like hiding And My he got man. He got criminal charges for it yeah, I'm seeing uh, like, Or at,
4: allegedly did That came the case Because usually Like Robbie says Or whoever said Like it's usually like A top five team Getting upset They're probably yeah. Not in a great mood And some yeah. You know Frat boy from sig, Sigma Sigma New <laughs> Watch this bro <laughs> Why are
0: you looking at Sigma Nu <laughs> Fine
4: I'll just sig uh, Nick Mills from Sig up comes at you And like you know It says go Go catch or something I say all to say that just get the other team off the court. That's all. Yeah, it's just a simple the simplest solution. All this, find a way
2: to do it. Yeah, there's got to be someone because I know the people that they hire for these aren't necessarily like trained FBI agents, right? But there's got to be someone at these events who's like the head of security. Let's just say, but one designated person that needs to be in front of, especially the student section, saying once you start realizing this may happen, hey, look, all of you guys, wait till I give you the go. Once I'm okay with it, you can go run out right. there. But we need to make sure this is safety or there's going to be repercussions. Right.
0: Yeah, I, I, I agree with all of you. I, I don't want them to take court stormings away. That's no. wh- that's where I am. I, I think it is a part of college basketball that, that I love. That, I, well, but, well, I was going to say real
2: quick, the reason I don't either, and sorry to cut you off. No, you're fine. So I stormed the field at Kentucky. Real when, quick when to we cut upset, you off. <laughs> <when> we're going <laughs> to talk, talk about that When we later. upset Louisville um, on like a last second play back in 2007. But I will I always remember that and actually took grass from the field. Yeah. And I, and I, it's a great college memory for me. So, yes, it – It needs to be safety, but it shouldn't be
0: lemonade. I agree. There's actually, we'll have a viewer question in regards to that later in the show. Do you big grass guy, (laughs) Dusty? Unbelievable. All right, so I think we're all in agreement (laughs) that court storming should not be banned. I don't, so how do you handle it? I I think you got to almost give like a 30-second grace period to get everything squared away. If you go on the court... You're done. You're toast. You can't come back. And I think you know the SEC has kind of been somewhat proactive in this, where they find schools if they do rush the court or storm the storm the field. I just I don't think there is a right or wrong answer to us. I've seen when I heard Clark Kellogg kind of talk about it at halftime of the Purdue Michigan game. He said. You, it can't be a gray area. It has to be black and white. It has to be, you have to get rid of it to, for the safety of players. But you're taking away such a fun aspect of college basketball right. if you do that. And I, I think there's a way to structure it to handle it, basically. that's I think that's kind of where I'm I'm landing on it. Yeah, here. another
2: thing I'll say is talking about cool experiences when uh, back to high school basketball, sorry for the third time already, when we won... Close your uh, book, Um <laughs> We won the conference championship. You guys rushed the floor and that's not right, that I did. always remember. Yeah was Mike Perinly leading the troops out there and
4: just how much fun that was. Yeah, totally agree. Not to make light of the situation, but like but please this do. would have yeah. been five times funnier if coach K was to quote, or was the coach? Could you <laughs> oh imagine the press conference after? He would still be talking. He would have not left by oh, 100%, now. 100% he would still be talking. Yeah. Missed
2: opportunity. He 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 should have still he be at press conference. Yeah, he called them like misfits or something <laughs> like that.
0: So, unfortunately, that court storming does take away from the fact that, as we mentioned, Wake Forest, that's a massive win for them. Puts them in the field uh, for the tournament because they, they are, still are on the bubble, but that's a thats a massive quad one win against a top ten team. And
2: a, and a Duke team that no one's really talking
0: about, right. too.
2: I mean, that's a great resume builder.
0: Yeah. Duke's a, Duke is a very interesting team. Well, I think they have all the talent, but yeah, it's it comes back to we talked about episode one though, like when the ACC is just as as down as it is, like, about, like it's so hard to just talk about this year.
4: It's so hard to make of Duke and like UNC, you know.
0: And when the ACC gets graphics talking about their coaches, oh, uh, well, we'll get to that later. <laughs> oh don't you worry. Gosh. That's a little tease for everyone So bad. All right, so that is the big topic of this show is talking about court storming. But as all three of us who love college basketball, it's good to see that all of us are kind of in the same boat of we want to keep seeing it. We don't want to lose it, but you got to find a way to make sure to make it happen and make it Mm -hmm. safe for everyone that's involved.
4: Credit to me for not making any January 6 jokes.
0: (laughs) Why do you always have to say something Every time, political. You try to. Go start, I, I go start your no, own politics. Did you politics. Not, what I just said? I said I didn't make any jokes. Well, you just did. I didn't make you any just jokes. did by not making one. <laughs> Wait, did I? You don't. You basically did. Yes.
2: You just made Rush Limbaugh over here mad.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> All right, let's get to our said and done storylines. I guess I'll start with the insurrectionist over here with his
1: storylines.
0: <laughs>
4: <laughs> hey, Robbie, thanks for hi me, Nick. Thanks for me. Come on. Up. So my topic today is. We'll do a little bubble check in. I think we've not really Ooh, t- bubble check. We've not really done any yeah. bubble talk so far. We, we are. Need, we need a
2: sound for bubble check. We can hear a cork open.
4: <laughs> oh, I like that. That's I a love good that idea. idea. Okay, because I believe we're three weeks from say from Selection Sunday, so yep. it's a very big conversation. And by the way, no free ads but shall I know where there's Lenardi and Jerry Palm? I always advocate for this bracket matrix. Takes like the thirty best bracketologists out there and. Puts the averages out there. Love, so
0: love bracket matrix. Yeah, recommend. they do a great job.
4: All right, so just I'm going to talk about six teams. I can go long on them, but I put them in three yep. different categories. The disappointments, and Ooh, then yeah. the surprises. They're all still in the bubble, right? So we'll go with the bad news first. Kind of three disappointing teams. And by the way, again, these are going into yesterday, so they're not updated. Like Okay, so like A&M's in the last four in. I'd imagine they're not in the last. They're warden. not in the last four anymore. How they're still. Considered. So, real quick, I also
0: don't understand how they're just—they're not good. So here we are. So they're. Well, I know why.
4: As you see, here, Sunday morning they are 15 and 12, six and eight in the conference. And for people who do not know. Like a dark horse SEC team, people picked to win the SEC. Okay, they were a lot of people's picks they to, d- to be an SEC team to win it. Yeah, and for people don't know, they had the preseason player of the year in Way Taylor IV, who's very good. But he is a, a good baller. player. He's awesome. He's a, He's a really good player. So yeah, they have wins over Tennessee, Kentucky, Florida, Iowa State. So, yeah, they have losses. They got swept Wait, by they Arkansas. They beat Iowa State. Yeah, they, so that's is wins like that are just help him stay alive. Wow, I didn't know that. And see so, yeah, again, they got swept by the Arkansas Razorbacks, which is hilarious. That's not good. They lost at Vandy, so that's ain't resume. The two other disappointment ish. Villanova, they are the fifth team out going to yesterday. Fifteen and twelve overall. State Villanova
0: eight. has no business even being considered to be in the tournament right now, in my yep. opinion. Their wins, they have wins over North Carolina, Texas Tech, at Crane.
4: They have great wins. That is not their issue. That that's the a girls. very good list because their losses. They lost to every Philly school you can imagine: Penn, Drexel, and St. Joe's. Yeah, they uh, they sucked against the, the Big Five. Not yeah. good at all, and they got swept by a St. John Johnny's. Shout out. So that's their resume. Big
0: win for St. John's today as well. well they're ready. about to get
4: brought up by me. Yep. And then Continue. Gonzaga, it's the other one. They are 22-6 and 12-2 in the conference. I think Gonzaga's probably going to find a way to get in. They it. have the exact opposite problem of like those other schools. They really they have a good one at Kentucky. Other than that, they have no bad losses and really right. no good wins. They're kind of in that weird kind of – they have
0: losses at Washington, at Santa Clara, though. Maui kind of hurt them because when they lost that first game to Purdue, they got, they got stuck in the wrong right. side of that consolation yeah. where they had to play UCLA and Syracuse, which the Syracuse win – a little better, a you. That's your second best win right now yeah. in Syracuse. The UCLA win has helped nothing. So UCLA's the,
4: been awful. So those three teams, Texas A&M, Nova, Gonzaga, I'll phrase it as this. Which team do you think is most likely to get in? Gonzaga. I think
0: Gonzaga will get in. Um, I think it's, it's, you yep. They actually may be more
2: contingent on what happens with Kentucky. Because if they can say probably, they win are yeah. up and won, I and mean, you see what Kentucky does other teams, especially at home, yeah, besides Kentucky. UNC Wilmington.
4: Um. And should be noted, uh, shout <laughs> s- shout to Seahawks, uh, Gonzaga still gets St. Mary's at home. Right. And of the three teams, they're most likely to win their conference tournament, so that's also very noteworthy. Yeah,
0: it's I, – I, I still think they, they get – St. Mary's March.
4: still undefeated in the West Coast Conference.
0: Shout out to them. We are going to talk yeah. about St. Mary's I on, on
4: the show later on. I think I would argue Texium because – Again, I said for some reason, there's always that one team
0: like, how many losses did they have in, they, they got in the tournament? The, was it last year or the year before that they got left out and there was a big gripe that a should have been in? Yeah, two years ago. Two years ago. I mean, they've always had a good team, but don't they play like three bigs at a time? There's t- well, That's just the thing.
4: Sometimes they go way small and then sometimes they go way big. They're all, it's all over just the place. A, it's, it's clear Buzz is trying
0: to find a magic lineup right. and it's just not really working for them. I'm um, I'm curious if they if they do find a way in the tournament they they're an, a weird matchup for a lot of teams. And one last thing on uh, Nova, do you guys think Kyle Neptune's a coach next year? No, I don't think so either. I don't think so. Which by the way, another. Big time job will be open then. Mass. It's a good point. We talked a lot about Ohio mm-hmm. State in the last pod and that IU potentially. And, uh, and you, potentially IU, potentially Louisville. Right. Yeah, there's four four jobs. We
2: now. have a family friend, I've been trying to be funny, who's a Villanova yeah. grad. And he, and I mean, and this is a very successful guy. He's calling for his head already. Oh, yeah. And this was a month ago.
4: And he's a very level headed person. He's like, yes. I, I've seen enough. Cause, by the I, way, I probably would have too. Yeah. Nova yes, has a standard. talent. That is yep. not the issue there no. right now. They're. There My was, they had a
0: ton of hype with those transfers that they had coming in, especially. And then they also had a couple, I think one of the players that they had last year that was injured for most of the season was oh, back full time. Cars, uh, yeah. More? Yeah. 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 Um, So, yeah, there's no reason why that Villanova team shouldn't be in the tournament. They were hanging around with UConn on Saturday, and then the Huskies kind of blitzed them in the second half and ran away there.
4: And then, real quick, the three surprises are kind of in the bubble. Seton Hall, 18-9, 11-5 in the conference. I think they'll get in. I think so. I think their win over Butler yesterday. Yeah. They were the last four in going yesterday. I think They have wins over Marquette, UConn, (laughs) Butler twice. That's for Disney. (laughs) Barquette. (laughs) And they have lost – they have some losses, weird losses. USC, Iowa, Rutgers. Not really very really good in that end. The USC loss is terrible. terrific. Oh, gosh. Butler was the first team outgoing yesterday. They are 16 and 12 and 7 and 10 overall. They they're, have wins over Marquette, Creighton, Texas Tech. They're trending in the wrong direction. They, they've lost four in a row, and they've also been swept by Sean Hall, like I just mentioned. Lost that. They don't have any terrible losses. But, right. But at like least the, lo- the losses are. They have. Twelve losses,
0: as we say here. Today. If Butler gets in the tournament, mark my words, they will win a game in the tournament. If it's not a first, even if it's not a first four game, I think Butler will win a game if they get in the tournament. I think so. They're they're a bad matchup, and they can shoot it. And we'll talk about more as we get close to March. It's always our first four team
4: that that makes a little run. Right. It feels like every and, single year, yes. And then finally, second team Malcolm yesterday. Ole Miss at 19 8, 6 8 overall. They took a tough loss to home at South Carolina yesterday. Needed to win
0: that South Carolina game. Yeah, they're in a tough spot right now. They're a lot like. uh, Their numbers are not good. That's what holds them back. Their numbers are awful.
4: They're like Gonzaga. They don't have any bad losses, but they don't have a ton of great wins. Their best wins are Florida, Mississippi State, a And then they lost at LSU. So, again, those three teams, who do you think? I mean, I guess Seton Hall's pretty much in. Seton Hall's in. I I think Seton Hall's in. I think
0: Butler will still find a way to get in, but I'm concerned because they're going in the wrong direction. Uh, I don't think Ole Miss will get in. I don't think mm-hmm. they have the they have the yeah, numbers and the tra- data right Again, now. I Ole Miss
2: is another one where they probably need to rely on Florida to keep winning right. staying yeah. to and staying high. Yeah. And they that. probably that need A
0: and M to get in the tournament somehow. Yeah, there's a lot of things that have to go right for Ole Miss to get in. I hope they do. Uh speaking of Ole Miss, the SEC, Mississippi State big win over, yeah. over at L S U yesterday. You wanna talk about a team that's you don't want to run into in the tournament? Chris James' teams are tough when they get to and the And
4: we haven't – Smith might be one of the best players in the country. One of the best players there. that nobody knows about. Right.
0: And, and next to Rob Dillingham and Reed Shepard, Josh Hubbard of Mississippi State, that dude is a dog. And he's one of the best freshmen in the and country. And he plays for the dogs. Sure does. How about mm-hmm. that? So I'm
2: so mad we only film on Sundays because after LSU won the game against Kentucky – I don't even know what the spread was, but the lock win of the weekend money line was Mississippi State. Then going in there, and I hammered that. So
0: they were minus two and a half, I think, going into that game. And then, at, well, at the start of the day yesterday, they were minus two and a half, and I think before tip off, they got to minus four and a half. Wow, a lot of people. Are yeah, like, so yeah, a lot of people. A lot, a lot of people, people kind of saw through that. All right, good storyline there. Mm-hmm. Talking a little bubble. We're gonna reveal our final four once again later in the show. We'll find out if anything's changed. Uh, my storyline for this week. I want to talk about national title profile Ooh. numbers. So when you're looking at trying to pick out a team to win the national championship, there's a lot of metrics to go in that that take into place. A guy that I really like on Instagram and YouTube is named uh, Ryan Hammer. You can follow him on Instagram. It's at RyanHammer9. He runs through a bunch of good numbers and had takes in a lot of good data. I've become kind of a data guy. After last year's adjusted shot <laughs> quality, though, I may have changed my tune on that just a little bit. But I want to run through all these numbers and you're going to be. You're gonna laugh at who I end up with at the end as my national champion, but bear with me here, okay? So of the teams to win a national championship, since two thousand two, they have all been in the top fifty seven in offensive efficiency and top thirty seven in defensive efficiency. Only one was in the top was outside of the top twenty one in offensive efficiency. Let me
2: guess UConn
0: one year. That would be Yukon in two thousand fourteen. Shocking, I know. No first-year coach has ever won the national championship. Cuber Davis almost ended that single-handedly wow. a couple years I don't ago. Think if I you can that. believe that. Only one coach with less than five years at the school that he is currently at has ever won. Tubby Smith. So Tubby Smith was the only one that did that. John Shire is going to try to be in that conversation later on. Every champion Wait, since wait, Danny Hurley. How long is he? I, I guess this he's is year seven. I think yeah, I saw. Okay, uh-huh. okay, he's been there you. for a little bit. Okay. Yeah. Every champion since 1990 came from a conference with four or more tourney bids. Not looking good for Arizona there in the Pac-12. Right. Every champion since 2004 was top 12 in the Week 6 AP poll. I saw that. Love that. I'm going to give you the 12 teams that Kentucky's were in Kentucky was not
4: including that crowd.
0: Arizona, Obviously. Kansas, Purdue, Houston, UConn, Baylor, Marquette, Creighton, North Carolina, Gonzaga, Oklahoma, and the wow. 12th team, Tennessee. Kentucky was 14. Since the release of the net in 2018, every national champion was ranked in the top five on December 15th in the net. (laughs) Those five top five teams on December 15th in the net? Houston, Purdue, Arizona, Baylor, and BYU. Interesting. I'm going to take it a step further. The previous three national champions averaged 78 points per game. Currently, Purdue averages 85, Arizona averages 90, Baylor averages 82, Houston averages 73. So you can take Houston off. So right now you're down to Purdue, Arizona, and Baylor. Of the three previous national champions, they've all allowed 70 points per game or less. Purdue averages 69.8. Nice. Arizona, 73.1, and Baylor, 71. Are you sure Kentucky's not on there? They're, They're not keep on th- there. Can no. you double-check that, I, I sure can, but all <laughs> in our stats department handle that in, later in the show. So that leaves Purdue. In the last stat, three-point shooting, the team has to be shooting 35% or better. Purdue is shooting above 40. As of right now, the numbers point to Purdue being your national champion.
2: You will never hear him be this optimistic. This is this is incredible. Was this
0: the whole reason for this exercise? No, it wasn't. I'm just, this, I'm just I'm just laying out the facts and letting you decide. Okay, that's all I have to say. All right. That's just picking the national champion. That's not the final four. It's not picking the team that's going to be in the first four and make a run. I'm just letting you know. The numbers say the facts it's don't care your feelings. I, facts don't have feelings. <laughs> the research doesn't matter. Purdue is the national champion according to the numbers. Notice how I paused a lot there? Because when we run this back in April, after we watch the national championship in Arizona, and if Purdue somehow, by the grace of our lovely heavenly God, wins a national championship, I'm going to point back to this pod on February 25th in the year of our Lord, 2024, and say, I called it because of the numbers.
2: Would you try to go?
0: I've thought about it.
2: In bed? I, I... for for those that don't know, that. I went okay. to a final four sure. by myself in uh, 2014. It was one of the coolest things I've ever done. I've I had I've, so much fun. I
0: we've thought about it. It was in Dallas. The problem, Arlington. The problem is, is that every time, so a couple of my Purdue friends, we've already tried to start talking about maybe we go in on an Airbnb in Arizona early. Well, every time that happens, we go in early on trying to buy something for a trip. It goes horribly wrong, so fast.
2: An Arizona Airbnb.
0: What is going on? I don't know. What is happening? We're on fire today. Scotty's on fire.
2: We get that (laughs) clip as
0: well. Anyway, the numbers point to if you want to pick a national champion because of the numbers, Purdue fits the profile across the board. Now, do with that what you please. I'm not telling you that that's a personal guarantee, but I'm just telling you. But I'm not telling you. This is why, like, I think you asked me episode one, like, can Purdue is this year Purdue can break
4: through? Like, this is why, like, when I said, like, no program has like broken my brain more than, <laughs> than Purdue, right? Like, every year, the like last year, buddy, like, oh, welcome to my life for the past <laughs> twenty years. It's like all these numbers just make sense. They're the best player in the country, right? But like, it's just you the, don't the, like it's, it's
0: just insane. You go by the past data, and you're like, there's no possible way they can do this <laughs> because of Saint Peter's, Fairleigh Dickinson, North Texas, VCU, Little Rock. <laughs> Notice Is how that fast! I, notice how fast I rattled those off because they're just they're stored. I, they're all ready to go to be stored and just rattled You're
2: off. Getting English keen uh, naming his uh, prior wives. <laughs> I, um, I will say this about Purdue, and I've kind of mentioned this. There are certain teams that when I know they're playing, I just assume they're going to win. I've never been more confident about Purdue ever.
0: You said at first. First podcast, I remembered that you said Purdue's going to make the Final Four. You did. I'd say be, I
2: would be again okay, losing to those teams is shocking. I would be flabbergasted if they're not in the Final Four. They actually remind me a lot of that of the uh, second Florida team that won back to back. Wow. Just okay. I just think the confidence in that team. Of course, they had the experience of winning a title and came back. But right. at no point that year, I think there was a chance. And again, we talked last week about both yeah. Purdue and Butler actually were the hardest competition in the tournament. Do they just have that same feel.
4: Counterpoint: The second floor team didn't have Lance Jones. Certainly <laughs> not. Which probably was making him dance. We're off the air. Like he's not their best player, but like what he brings like last year is like a fearlessness. Where, like the Philly Dickinson game outside Edie, it feel like they look like deer in headlights, right? They did. In no scenario scared. is he gonna be. He is that. Like, I'm gonna call it like that. That fireball. That that wild card. that X factor that they yeah. just did not have last year.
0: I'm I'm very excited that he's on this team. He provides another element that we have not had before. Um, Purdue coming off a win over Michigan on Sunday, 84-76. Got a little frisky towards the end, but Boilermakers were able to finish it off and get that win. Winning at Michigan, regardless of how bad the Wolverines are, it's never easy. Um, Especially games like that, teams have nothing to lose. Right, you have a target on your back. Exactly. So I I, I like how we kept them between 7 to 12 points almost the entire second half and closed that out. So Boilermakers got a good win. Dusty, you have a storyline from the week I of do. college basketball. So
2: for those, uh, if you're listening again, I just came from Chicago, so I was behind on my prep today, and I got home, and my wife and I were having an HVAC issue, so I had to handle that. That was not fun. <laughs> so home so fun. So on my little prep, that I was able to do. There was one storyline I love. So first of all, congrats St. John's on the big win over oh, Creighton, yeah. who everyone knows I'm. They very, blew. They blew them out. Yeah, very anti-Creighton over here. Rick Pitino calling out his players the way he did.
0: Okay, so I, okay, this is part of
4: Nick Mills funny. So we can. Oh, it is. Yeah, no, okay, that's fine. We'll, we'll delay that thing. No, no, no. I, talk I, about I, now because I should have told Robbie. No, to, a,
0: it was a big story. Yeah. We should talk about it. Oh, don't you don't you worry. I've got to load it loaded up. Perfect. So this is Rick Pitino following the loss. This was a. Uh, this was on Tuesday, I think. No, it was, it was after we recorded on Sunday. Okay, it was after, oh, it was after we recorded. Oh my yeah. gosh. Okay. Uh-huh. So Rick Pitino basically throwing his entire team under the bus. You just, you got to listen to this. You got to listen to this to actually believe it.
3: I don't think they move well laterally. I don't think they're going to pick it up in the next week. Um, I think they're slow laterally. I mean, Sean Conway gives you everything he can. He's slow laterally. About five guys are slow laterally. Even, Even the Celtics, when we lost, I've enjoyed every minute being a Boston Celtic coach. Didn't like the fact that we lost in that following year. But this has been the most unenjoyable experience I've had since I've been coaching.
0: <laughs> like I mean,
4: so by the way, it, there's like more quotes in there. Like we don't, we're limiting right, our time we're, here. We're there, stopping
0: it on yeah, that there's because we could so much I more. I could have kept going there. But what, what what did you think when you heard that?
2: I mean, I've heard some pretty bad stuff. See, that I have not shared yet. That's what I was going to mention. well did you guys hear the quote from? Uh, i never heard of him, but Quinn Slozinski. Uh, Oh, yeah, yeah. He plays for West Virginia. I I forgot he play for Patino? I assume at Iona. It was pretty funny. They asked him after the game about, have you ever heard Coach Patino talk about this or say anything like this? He kind of talked in a roundabout way and finally told a story about how, in practice, he didn't box out. And Patino, who looks like he runs the mob, Mm -hmm. also looks like a vampire, um, (laughs) walked up to him and, I guess, whispered to him, if you miss another box out, I'm going to chop you up into seven pieces and send your parts back to – it was something like Cincinnati or Houston or wherever you're from. (laughs) The cities, I don't know if that's correct, but that was the quote along
0: those lines. So that's where I I want to talk about with Rick Pitino is I don't think he necessarily – what he said was really wrong. He's being honest about his team. I mean, we have gotten stuff said to us, us in practices and by coaches and people that are way worse than this. But it's almost become our culture that we are soft that anytime someone offends another person it's like oh
1: my gosh how dare you
0: say that about
1: them <laughs>
0: I didn't think what Patino said was necessarily bad and I guess he was kind of whining and complaining in a sense but I love that voice you just did by the way I don't know what voice that was <laughs> <laughs> I it sound like Dracula I wish it actually kind of speaking of, of
4: yeah, I guess what made this one interesting, is I only ever heard a coach like he, because we didn't share his part, like he was calling out guys by name like yeah. throughout the whole, like he, this guy, Robbie Donahoe can't guard uh, this person for five feet. We, Dusty Mills cannot box out save his life. Like, He's not personal.
0: If a coach did that, now maybe this is kind of the different, differentiation between you know generations and cultures, if a coach says that about me, the next practice, I'm going to work my butt off to make sure that I can prove him wrong. I think the cultures and the generations now. It's, oh well, screw you. I'm transferring.
2: In would you agree? Yeah. Well, I think the biggest thing that it all starts from day one. What's your relationship like? That too. There yes. are certain coaches that we Rob and I were just talking about. My favorite coach of all time was my JV coach in Noblesville. He said some, a lot of things I've never told before. But he told me to say he's my favorite coach ever played yeah, for. Agreed. Challenged me, but we had that relationship where um, he could get on me, get mad at me for not being his floor general. But then, you know, and that's what I'm saying, the relationship, like
0: when Billy Gillespie would say certain things. Oh, God. He, Which, by the way, we have not mentioned that he's a Tarleton State yet in this podcast. I and mean, I think on another leave of Cut absence, correct? Is he on a leave of absence right now? I
2: thought I just saw week. Oh, my we, gosh, I didn't know that. I had, I had no idea either. Up. But, like, Gillespie didn't have the respect of his players in the locker room, and so when he would say demeaning, disgraceful things, everyone would just walk in the locker room and be F him, you know. Yeah, he stepped,
0: and, he stepped away at the end of November for, um, no, oh, for medical long. issues. Okay. Yeah, so he's been out for a bit,
2: yeah. Um, and Billy Clyde, I, again, serious health issues, please get better. I would never want to personally like feel ill for anyone. But, yeah, he would do things in locker room where and say things that just, you no, know, everyone's like, okay, I'm already sick of you. Now you're going to say this stuff to us. Right. That's not going to motivate me. Yeah. Ooh. Like when he would call me a midget.
0: That's pretty terrible. Yeah. <laughs> We never want to ever endorse that, ever. (laughs) Not funny on that on this. Um, I I guess I yeah I didn't have a problem with what Patino said. I really believe if this happens during football
4: season, like this was like second on ESPN or not ESPN. uh, Pardon the interruption. Like this was a major story. Yes, but it's it's a different time of year. All of it get this one because to me I agree with you. I don't think this is this is more funny than anything to me.
0: I think so too, and that's just become kind of the news cycle is what's become buzzworthy, what's become you know what what can we make viral. And that's, I, yeah, it, I, apparently it worked. It did, because they come out and they beat Creighton. Not, so it, it's also right it back into everyone's faces, yeah. Winning cures everything. Okay, okay, absolutely. What is it is right. is yes. So, yeah, big win for St. John's. Two more things, just
4: other things he mentioned. One, he basically called St. John's facilities a uh, SHIT, but that's not an excuse around here. He literally said that word.
0: Which it's probably true, because <laughs> and <it's>, they are... <laughs> they
4: didn't yeah. it dearly. Missouri, did you see the ricochet shot Missouri took? No. By the way, so Missouri, if people don't know, 0-14 the SEC this Having year. Having a very tough season
0: this he year. He
4: said, it's not the job. You could be at Missouri and recruit slow players. Believe me, it's not St. John's. We put a team <laughs> together in the, last, in the
0: last second. Oh, I didn't know. They did call know he Missouri, Missouri slow. <laughs> oh, that's also, well, they are because that point guard honor is 6-1 300.
2: So the other thing I <laughs> wanted to say about Rick Pitino because what is amazing about him and this goes back to him being a vampire. Who could come back and resurrect and be still so loved and endeared with the restaurant situation, with yeah. the stripper situation in Louisville? Yeah. Um, all these things were just kind of I don't know him at all, but character, possible issues, uh more stuff about the wiretaping type stuff that came out the Sibylle and He's back. And we all root for St. John's. Yeah. College basketball and
0: these guys are he, like Exactly. Teams. Yes. That's really what it comes down to. It's a dying to. breed. Yeah. Th- those are the kinds of coaches that we need. Those are the villains and the people that we, you know, tend to gravitate towards in, in, in sports. So Quiet. I yeah, we need more of those kinds of coaches. <laughs> yes. Please come back to Coach Ohio State, Coach K. All right. Other sidelines from the week in college basketball. Illinois, how on earth do you lose a Penn State? That is preposterous that you lost that game. And for people who didn't see
4: it, not just lost. Like, we're up seven with, like, 40 seconds right. left and blew it.
0: And just completely blew it. But a big win for Penn State. Now Illinois not feeling as good about their seeding in the tournament. Maybe or may not be on someone's final four still. We'll see. We'll talk. We'll, we'll mention that a little bit more. Uh, UConn did beat Villanova on Saturday, but they got just taken Pops. out behind the woodshed against Creighton. Um I I just I there was a really funny meme that Aunt Wright put out on Twitter after that loss. It's the Gordon Ramsey meme. Uh, basically, he compared the UConn loss to the to the Purdue loss, and the UConn loss is oh oh dear dear you poor little thing that you <laughs> lost, and the Purdue loss is Gordon Ramsey kidding saying, you effing donuts. But <laughs> just <laughs> basically what college basketball has become. Uh, Dan Dan Hurley yelling at a student. I will knock you out after that loss to Creighton. Hilarious. Did you hear apparently
4: what they think
0: happened? No, they do the not. The defense
4: is. Apparently the kid was about to jump out of the crowd. The, the mm-hmm. And he was like, if you come down here, I'll knock you out. So that's what he claims
0: happened. So he should
2: be stopping court storming. <laughs> just, just, <laughs> just
0: Just let court. Yeah, we, we only need Dan Hurley working security at this point. Okay, <laughs> and Big Dom from the Eagles. <laughs> <laughs> <Two guys>. and, <laughs> that's great. Uh, Virginia is an affront to college basketball. They are basically Virginia basketball is what Iowa is in football. The exact same thing. Virginia has not scored over fifty points in a game in their last three games. That's impossible. Kentucky almost outscored Virginia in three games in their one game against Alabama.
4: Virginia scored one thirty-four the past three games. Kentucky
0: scored one seventeen yesterday. Unbelievable. Did you see the Texas A&M Commerce Incarnate Word brawl? Bad. Eight players getting uh, suspended from that brawl at the end of that game. If you haven't seen it, make sure you check it out on YouTube. It was one of the, probably one of the one of the worst fights I think I think I've seen in college basketball in a couple couple years. The three now.
2: of us had a pretty funny text bit about it too because if you notice in the video, there's one player who's holding the game ball the entire time, and um, I believe Nick made the joke that it's like he, he was told since it's the Southland, he was told to bring the ball to the game.
4: <laughs> yeah, it's like a men's
2: league game where yeah, someone brings the ball. To bring the ball. Oh yeah. <laughs> and he has his names written in
0: sharpie on it. Oh, my gosh. That's that's really funny. That's really good. That so um, get on board with the Mountain West. The, that conference is feeding on itself, though, but between New Mexico losing to Air Force. New Mexico
4: lost to Air Force. That may be the worst loss by anyone in loss. the country. I mean, if people don't know, Air Force is dead last in Mountain West. It's in New Mexico, and it's just horrific loss for New Mexico.
0: And I thought the Lobos weren't supposed to lose at home. Apparently they do. <laughs> Gosh, Gosh, dang it. Come on, man. Jeez. It doesn't doesn't end. It doesn't end. Uh, Shout out to Sanford getting back on the winning track. One on a buzzer beater against Furman. They were able to pull that one off against the Purple Paladins. Um, Ohio State still kind of hasn't really revealed their hand on their coaching search. I haven't seen too much about it yet. I do want to slightly walk back my Greg McDermott comments. Okay. I want to say that I think he would be a good hire. I don't think he's the right hire for Ohio State, but I do say I will say, I think he it would work if he would be the guy at Ohio State. I think that's fair. Okay. It's not the it's not your number one hire, but you wouldn't it's, it's not the worst thing in the world right. if he does. I think Kentucky showed the blueprint to beat Alabama yesterday on Saturday. Especially on. defensively. Late on. So Alabama notorious for basically only shooting threes or layups. They don't shoot mid-range jumpers. I think the one mid-range jumper I saw. It's the
2: Daryl Morey. Yes, um, basically. Mike Uh D'Antoni.
0: So when I saw Mark Sears reluctantly shoot a mid-range jump shot, it looked (laughs) so bad yesterday. But what Kentucky was doing yesterday was running Alabama off the three-point line. And when they did that, they knew they weren't going to stop because it's either three points or layups. Mm -hmm. So you run them off the three-point line, they're going to drive past you then you have one of Kentucky's big guys basically standing at the rim saying, come on, come on, come here. I know you're not going to shoot from there. Just come on, let's Mm -hmm. go. And... Like it was a it was a brilliant blueprint defensively that Kentucky had. Now they did give up ninety points, but also that's a that's a product of the fact that Kentucky scored one hundred and thirteen. Because
4: I think you're right. I think they may have found a blueprint, but they may have accidentally found it. It's like how like the telephone was was accidentally invented. That's <laughs> what, that's what I think just happened for Kentucky yesterday. That's right.
2: <laughs> I'll say real quick of Kentucky. The thing I was most impressed by is the. Um, Substitution rotations was so much different yesterday. Yeah, Bradshaw um, got so, the boot
1: essentially.
4: Yep,
2: and good. Congrats to the coaching staff for that, and finding the right way to uh, utilize Big Z. He I mean, played he, a great game yeah, yesterday. He was a game changer. Yeah, yeah. we don't really we don't have to go too
4: far in Kentucky, no, but like basically, I've been pretty anti Big Z. Not anti Big. My point, he frustrates me. He was awesome yesterday. Played a great game and. The X Factor for Kentucky going for is Justin Edwards. If he if he
0: actually is on lock. If he's 10 for 10 shooting again, then you're in great shape. Yeah, if he I, I, is, because he's <laughs> think Yeah, I
2: don't think anyone can beat Kentucky if he's that Cause good. Because if people don't know, right. he's
0: been like our ninth
4: best player all year. He was our highest ranked pro coming to the year. so And he's a, our one small forward on the team. So He's a great shooter. And when he's yeah. confident and it's going up, it's… He calm and controlled yeah. for the past four games now for the first time all year. so. That could be the X factor.
0: I I will say Alabama freaks me out if they get to the tournament and they play a team that plays at a slow pace. If Alabama plays Virginia, if Alabama (laughs) plays Virginia, or if Alabama plays like St. Mary's,
4: Alabama's best win away from home is Mississippi State. They've really they've not really beaten anyone away from home at this point. Yeah, interesting.
0: Very interesting team. Uh, two more sidelines. I want to turn this over to Nick. Nick, you're talking, you want to give a shout out to Houston. Massive win over Baylor on Saturday.
4: Yeah, I just want to give a shout out to Houston. It's kind of like last week, I, I shout UConn because, again, we not really, we've not really talked about Houston yet either. We
0: haven't. And defensively, we know how good they are. Offensively, they are much better than they have been in years. It past. is so much better. They. By the way, they just
4: find saying like six nine junkyard dogs. I do why do they, they have they,
0: so many. I don't know. They how always they do it. have one.
4: I don't know. I can't. I, I'm spacing on his name right now. But, but yeah, they they had a big time week to beat Iowa State on Monday. Right. They Came were at home. It yep. was a brawl, like figuratively and literally. Mm-hmm. And then they get a big time win at Baylor yesterday. Not easy to do. No, they were up big and almost blew it. So I just want to give a shout to they had maybe the most impressive week of anyone this week. I think so. Two and zero with against again maybe the second third best. I guess other than Kansas,
0: two of the best teams in the Big Twelve. Right. I think Houston will be your number one team come Monday. Um, I, I think, especially with Purdue, you know, being at three, Houston already being ahead of them, and UConn losing. I think it's going to be Houston and, one, UConn two, Purdue three.
4: And another shout, Jamal Shedd, He's. I think he has a chance to be a first team All American. He is yeah, awesome he for them. He is great. He
0: he he was a. F- he basically played off of Marcus Sasser last year, and now that he knows he's the guy, I think that's kind of unlocked his abilities Agreed. even more. How about Washington State? <sighs> My goodness! So I said, Houston's the best week of anyone. Washington State may have had the most interesting
4: week of anyone. So they what a roller coaster for people probably didn't see it. They eleven o'clock by the way. For people who don't know Washington State's like a sixty right now, so they're actually like really good. Yeah. Okay, so Thursday night eleven o'clock at Arizona, they get the big time win. They sweep Arizona for the first time probably since the World War Two, for all we know. So because Washington State basketball is. Uh, you not, know, you know, Klay Thompson
0: played at Washington State. Did. Outside of that, what else do you know about Washington? Uh, Tony State? Bennett was
4: the coach there. He sure was. It's like the only things that, I know that's about, about him. it.
0: I think uh, Aaron Baines may have gone there, but uh, okay.
4: But yeah, Washington State big time win on on Thursday. And get just a little trivia time for everyone. Ooh. When's the last time Washington State won a conference? Like one, like a conference? It was not. It the Pac-10. Oh, well, okay, it was, Pac-10. It was it like Pacific. Okay. Um, I, I actually, actually,
0: I remember. I think I remember hearing this. Was it the '50s?
2: I was in, well, they won in, no, They lost in a national title in the 40s, correct? Yeah, they, I don't remember what year, but they definitely okay, did. Okay,
0: I want to say like 1949 or something like that,
2: 1950. I'll go with the team that lost in
4: the national title. I think that was 43. Yeah, 1941. That, oh, I mean, middle, was a year. middle of World War II was the last time Washington State won a conference out. So basically
0: got, you're saying that another Pearl Harbor is coming because Washington State's <laughs> about to win the conference championship. Everyone get the heck up Hawaii. Get out! leave Hawaii now.
4: Man, so I say all that to say and then yesterday Saturday they go into Arizona State and they basically just oh got dominated from start to finish. They lose by 12. Now they're 12-5 and 5 in the conference. Arizona's 12-4. and 4. Now they're probably somehow not going to win the conference. So, But still... Mm. Good year for them. They're really good, but just so fitting. them. I had my Arizona notes State.
2: right down there. A leading scorer is Isaac Jones, who's a grad transfer from that's that's Idaho.
4: Name? <laughs> he's he's in secret.
2: Uh, what's it called when like your witness uh, protection? Uh, witness
3: protection. <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, it's funny because he's a grad transfer from Idaho, but he's a Washington guy originally, and obviously oh, not recruited by Washington State. But he's their leading scorer.
0: There's a the head coach of Washington pro- Washington State's probably going to get a job somewhere next year. That that's Kyle Smith who. It, is a great coach. He, he basically took Columbia from a below 500 team to winning the CIT. Then after that, went to San Francisco and took the Dons to an, an above 500 team. Real quick, what's the coach's name again? Kyle, Kyle Smith. Smith. And what's the lean scorer's name? Isaac Jones. These, uh, <laughs> these are just these ten. are generic these are generic <laughs> names that you put into place in any kind of sports <laughs> video game that you play, and so he started at Washington State and the Cougars were a below five hundred team. Now he has him at twenty one and six overall. And we'll talk about um, like like Coach of the Year stuff. Like he's in that conversation. He's absolutely in that conversation. Yeah. All right. Do our Final Fours change too much? Mine changed slightly, just a little bit. Uh, UConn, North Carolina. Uh, I'm taking out not Purdue and putting Iowa State in. Because I, I still like the Cyclones a yeah. lot. Uh, and then I, I got Tennessee in there, and then I also have Florida Atlantic. I'm not going to lose Florida Atlantic. It's my plus one. Even though they lost to Memphis, I still think they have the makeup of a team that can make a Final Four run. So, Dusty, your Final Four?
2: I have uh, Houston, who's still my number one team in the country. Okay. UConn. I put Tennessee in there after they are just throttling people right now. Yeah, they are. Um, I have Purdue, obviously, still. Um, and then my, I two others. I actually had Washington State as just a danger because I don't think anyone knows anything about them. Right. And then I have Kentucky back. I mean, <laughs> you can't back. watch them. <laughs> they they,
1: yeah, they
2: they are going to be so. I know you go with this every year, Robbie. They're going to be so stressful when the bracket comes out. Oh gosh. Because if let's say right now there are five C, I think is what Lenardi has. If you're the 12th seed, you might be excited. Like we can pick these guys off if we get a good game plan. But if you're that one or four seed, you're like, are you kidding me? This team i, I team probably five or six pros is in my region. No, it's I a want, joke made. Yeah. One through
4: four does not want to see them. Six no. through 11 Might. wants to see yeah. yeah, them. Yeah, absolutely.
0: <laughs> it's funny how that all works out. Yeah, I, I would want no part of Kentucky being on in the bracket with Purdue because, again, this was the team that I think we kind of all envisioned seeing. Um, if they can continue to, continue to improve defensively.
2: And when they get up for games, they look like legit uh, –
0: they look like a top five team.
2: Yes. Yes. And when they go into LSU and they kind of kind of say mess around. Word. Oh, yeah. I was gonna say half asset. Mm-hmm. <gasps> um, <laughs> um, you know, then then that's when you lose a game that you're up 15. Then Gosh. you lose on a bad break at the end. And for the record, can I address one thing about that LSU finish? Sure. People saying that Dillingham shot too early could not disagree more. <laughs> really? Yes. I thought it was too much. So, early. you have a guy who's balling out, and they probably said, get to your spot and take the shot. If you can't just turn around and stop LSU with 11 seconds
4: left, like that's. Well, and also, too, give time for the rebound, too. Yeah, get, but, or bounce, so yeah. And you get another possession.
0: That's, I, I think he, he probably could have waited another two to three seconds, I think.
2: Probably could have. And I just get frustrated for the pro cal guy over here where it's just like. Now everyone's Matt Calipari. What was he supposed to go block his shot?
0: Yeah, I, I see where you're coming from. Well, on that, I think
4: you're focusing the wrong. Rob Williams part of that in that game. Uh, he basically just let this oh, man yeah. go straight. That's yes. the reason oh, they got yeah. the wind shot. Yeah. He basically he leaked out. I don't know where I the know. heck he's, he's going he's for like a dunk. He has a
0: reservation. Fuck! <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> down the court.
2: Reservations for six. <laughs>
0: They didn't, honestly, they didn't defend it that badly. It was just no. pure leaking out. Okay, it's that they just one guy quit, yeah.
2: was leaking out with yeah. two seconds left. I it was actually good defense, and it one was. guy ran away.
0: I thought it was too. Nick, does your final four change? Yes, we have an amendment. Is Addendum. It? Addendum. <laughs> Kelly's not here to fix us. <laughs> For yeah, saying the
4: yeah. truth? Okay. Uh, Colorado State, uh, I had to kick them Come out. On, Rams. I had to kick them. I, I had to ram them out of the Final Four.
0: Gosh dang it! Call him in a
4: road game. Call him Jared Goff because I'm kicking this Ram out of town. That's what I'm doing. Okay. Good so, one. Uh, I'll think of a better one later. Sure. Okay. We have, uh, I have Houston, Iowa State, Illinois. I almost gave the boot again. Get them out. I, if it's your first time, like I said, to me, one team makes the Final Four every year. I'm like, uh, what? This team's not good. The Illinois final line, I fit that bill for me this year. They're just going to be a 3-14 to luck their way in. Like the, They're one seed the region going to lose in the second round. And they're going to get the bounces. If I
0: see Coleman Hawkins <laughs> at, at the Final Four in Glendale, I'm going to lose my mind. He was cooking yesterday, Robbie. Well, <laughs> that was a good win, With honestly, too. what, gasoline? Too. <laughs> <laughs> he had 30 points. Oh <laughs> He's playing Iowa.
4: I might be a, have to be a Coleman Hawkins guy. I've seen okay.
0: sixth grade teams play better defense in Iowa. <laughs> and then... Which again, by, by the way, the antith... Like, <laughs> Iowa football and Iowa men's basketball are two... Co- like, on opposite ends of the spectrum. Add, How can you be a fan of that? And you add Caitlin Clark into the equation, too. Right? It's even funnier. It's like, if, if you're an Iowa fan, you have to be taking, like, LSD and, like, all sorts of other drugs to be able to actually comprehend what's happening from your sports team.
2: Also, shout-out real quick, Caitlin Clark. Um... It's actually going to be anti Caitlin. Oh. Um, no personal reasons, but wow. our boy Mike Pruden who works for IU oh, Women's Basketball. Yeah. He told me at a wedding two weeks ago that they had the formula IU Women do oh. to stop Caitlin Clark. Sure enough, had, they did. I think she had four points in the second half. Mm-hmm. So and again, IU
1: beat them by double huge, digits too. Huge
2: fan of Clark. I, I absolutely love her. I would give anything to be able to go to one for games, and I obviously I miss my chance. But was, Oh, no, he, you'll
0: see her when she comes to the Indiana Fever. A good, point, good point.
4: I like Alcohol like State's blueprint more, trying to take her out after the game. <laughs> that seems to be... <laughs> yeah. Wait, yeah. she. Bull the way, coat. I know it's a sense of subject right now But she flopped on that Just so we're all oh, clear Oh yeah she did uh-huh. Yeah By the way my fourth oh, By the way F.E.U. is always my plus one Just so uh-huh. we're all clear Yeah if I, get, if I had a wedding tomorrow They'd be my plus one And then Crab I'm with you Kentucky's my fourth Oh my
0: one. gosh <laughs> You guys are out of your minds right now. Uh, haven't you had them like every week? In no, years? I took them out to the first week. No. I, I
4: love this podcast. Robbie advocated for Purdue to win the Natty earlier. Now, Mean Crab both have yep. the Cavs. I've
0: not advocated for anything. I'm just giving <laughs> you the numbers and letting you decide. I'll advocate I've for something. Nothing.
4: I watched both of
2: IU games, both of their games this week. They suck, man. They've given up. They're actually in my following. Who's
0: worse, IU or Wisconsin?
2: <laughs> uh, oh, funny because I was going to bring Wisconsin. I saw they won on Tuesday. I did not watch they that. They did game. win, yes. Um, they play this week, I believe. IU in Wisconsin. Ooh, uh, I think it's at IU. I could be yeah, wrong. Yes, yeah, you're right. Yes, um, IU wins that game. There's there's a hot take. For
0: wow, you. Is, that's not your lock of the week, is it? No, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> of course not. All right, far from mid. I'm gonna start. We talked about him a little last week, but I really want to go all in and just highlight and acknowledge the Gales of Saint Mary's are on an unprecedented run. Now they're 23 and six. They're having a great season. They are 14-0 in the West Coast Conference, which again, West Coast Conference, not a great conference, but some decent teams at the top like San Francisco and Gonzaga and Loyola Marymount, teams like that. They are 15 in the net, and that just happens to be how many straight wins they have. They've won 15 straight games, all of which except for four by double digits. They started the season three and five, and they've lost to Weeper State, Xavier, and Missouri State. But since that Missouri State loss, they've won 15 straight and in their last 15 wins, five different players have led them in scoring. Aiden Mahaney is their leading scorer, averaging 14 games. So he is really good, always plays composed and under control. And then they've got four other guys, averaging nine or more Augustus Marshallonis, the son of a former NBA player, Mitch Saxon, Josh Jefferson, and Alex Dukas, another guy that has some NBA roots as well. They play so slow, they are going to be a pain in the backside for a team that wants to get up and down in the tournament. It's amazing where they've come from because about two months ago they were an afterthought to even make the tournament and now they're probably about a five seed. So impressive run and St. Mary's could potentially guy on polo to Gonzaga and finish the conference undefeated which would be massively impressive
4: yeah real quick on St. Mary's too like we mentioned like last week Gonzaga and Sango State have been like one and two of the best mid-majors St. Mary's is running that conversation they've been pack. up there every, they just they who don't have any their, tournament yeah, success who was their big man
2: back in like 07, 08 Samhan was it Omar yeah. Omar Samhan, Omar, Samhan? Yes, Samhan. Yeah. yeah I mean they've been good since then I mean mid-2005 they've range. always
0: been right there they've always been like in the round of 32 they have all these
2: foreign guys too. yeah yeah yeah. So
0: they kind of have that like pipeline with Australia. Remember yes. Patty Mills played at mm-hmm. St. Mary's game. Matthew is so Matthew Matthew Deladova. another one. So they've had that Australia pipeline to St. Mary's going for a while and it's been effective, but they just cannot get past that no, sweet sixteen game or even the round of thirty
2: two. So Robbie, you'll give your best. Um, Aussie. Um, I can't even say it. Well,
0: I've no so Hello, Mate. No um, there's actually no vowels in the Australian language. It's just <laughs> I <love> it. <laughs> A-E-I-O-U. Oh. Hello, mate. Yours is worse than mine. Uh, I'm awful On that note, speaking of being on high points, uh-huh. Nick Mills, who is your mid-team of the week?
4: I'm disappointed in myself. It, t- it took me four episodes to shout what this team. What took you so long? It took me so long. But hey, I mean, you guys have seen my picks so far this year. I've not been in my A-game at all. I'm about to do the Tim Tebow press conference. This is today's, <laughs> the new... Where oh, I remember what you said, I was like six.
0: Irregardless, <laughs> you will never see a team that played harder yeah. or plays stronger
4: than in Florida. And went out after that? They I don't did. care. He still sounded like a goofball. <laughs> Tebow time, baby. All right. My team today, you look at my notes out, is the High Point Panthers. Panthers, baby. High Point Panthers. They are their first in their conference, which is the Big Souther. Let me have their record right here. Hey, Colgate lost, by the way. Yeah, I saw so, Colgate man. lost. I was not address that <laughs> issue. All right, here we go. High Point, 23 and 6 and 12 and 2 overall. we okay, winning the Big South, and they are led by none other than Tubby Smith. Tubby Smith. Tubby Smith. Long time coach of Kentucky. He co- he was the national champion coach in 1998 for Kentucky in his first year there. Coached People forget
0: there. his tenure at Minnesota. Yeah. It was average. <laughs> but at Minnesota. But Minnesota? That's pretty good. Yeah. At Minnesota.
4: But uh, yeah, so he's got them rolling right now. And by the way, it's not, it's not like high points like, you know, it's not like a, they're not like a Bucknell win throw, but there's really not much success of winning there. No. They just have 221 seasons since 06 07. And this is year five for Tubby. They they are his most what his how I want to say it's his best record so far in the first four years yeah, was sixteen and fifteen in year one. So they finally broke through here in year five. They have four guys averaging fifteen points or higher. Woo. They're fun. Good for Tubby. He and so we'll legitimately Tubby. a
0: great guy.
4: Great guy. His real name's Orlando, shout out to that. It's not Did. important, just want to shout that out. And just real one more thing. He's been fired like numerous times. Fire Kentucky, fire Minnesota, fire Memphis, fire Texas Tech. Just keeps getting the boost. I'm glad. And I believe High Points is alma mater, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Yeah, I think they yeah. just named mm-hmm. the court after him. Is they named the court, they built,
0: just built a brand new, like state of the mm-hmm. art arena. Yeah, which is really cool. So, yeah, just shout out Toby Smith. I'm sorry for taking four episodes. You're the man. So, basically, you just signed their death warrant. Yes. Because yes. Colgate is. Just lost to American today. Mount the Mountain West is feeding on itself. Vermont's still doing great. Vermont, though. my boys out in the Big V are holding up strong. They're doing for me. just fine. UVM. All right, Dusty, you're far from mid team of the week.
2: So I have three conference breakdowns. We'll get to the team. I'll continue. Just I'll just use since I'm you know I've been doing more. you placeholder. Yeah, will be Indiana State. So the Missouri Valley wraps up their regular season this week. They have a one game lead over Drake. Okay. They play Evansville and Murray State this week, so should it be, be two time, wins. Yeah, for the Sycamores to clinch, which should be awesome. We get that one season. Um, at awesome. least confirm an nit bid if
4: anything goes wrong um, in Arch Madness.
0: Arch Madness is one of the best. <laughs> Real quick, so, so every the year. longest
4: lo- location in one place. MSG Big East is first. Second is St. Louis. Scott Scotch- right Trade Center. Uh-huh. That's so nice. a shout awesome. out to that. Um, and Drake plays UIC and Bradley, and Bradley's actually third in that
2: conference. So Bradley's a had a good one, season. So yeah, it's Indiana State's to lose. Ivy League, baby, it's getting hot and heavy, oh. and that's not even the hot and heaviest. Wait till I get to the last conference. <laughs> Ivy League now: Cornell, Princeton, and Yale. After my team from Brown upset Cornell, oh, oh.
1: big win from the Bears! Woo. Those
2: three are all nine and two, tied for first. There's three games left, I believe, for each team. Yep. Uh, Brown and Harvard are
0: tied at five and six. That's for right. That fourth spot. Remember, yeah, remember, top four teams are the ones that go to the conference right. tournament. Below, If you finish below the four spot,
2: you are eliminated. But I'm worried about my Bears. They still have Harvard and Yale to play. So kind Aww. of control their own destiny, but we'll see what happens there. Are, now,
0: okay, speaking of getting hot and heavy.
2: Yeah. I, I can't wait for this. Stay with me, people. There's going to be a lot of names. <laughs> oh,
0: no. Oh, here we go.
2: This is the last week of the regular season in the Ohio Valley. Ooh, OBC. Okay. There are three teams, Little Rock, Moorhead State, Shout-out, Nick. Morehead. And UT Martin, they're all 12-4. and 4. One game back is Western Illinois at 11-5. and 5.
0: I always love that they're called the Leathernecks. <laughs>
1: <Western Yes. Illinois. laughs>
0: it's one of my favorite.
1: And two games,
2: games back at 10-6 and six is Tennessee State. Shout-out, Eddie George. Tennessee State plays both Little Rock and UT Martin Ooh, this week, so they wow. really could Big win those two games. Huge opportunity. Um, really, Moorhead has two easy games. They have Southeast Missouri yeah. and that uh, Lindenwood or whatever they're called. Uh,
0: Lindenwood just made the jump, didn't they? Yeah.
2: To, do you want it? Yes, yes. Yep. I, they probably don't qualify
4: for the tournament, probably I would not. assume. Wait, is Longwood in that? No, I'll I was going to make a joke. It's because Lindenwood and Longwood in the same conference. No, they're no, not. The, no, Darn Darn it, not. Longwood's <laughs> not the Ohio The L. Woods going at it. Can you but, believe that? But if if you, they would
2: be? If you fans get bored, you want some good ESPN Plus Longwood in the Big South. Darn it. Nighttime yeah. entertainment. The OVC this week is going to be lit.
4: <laughs> <laughs> cannot which, wait. Which, by the OVC for people who don't know, for the longest time it was dominated, but like Belmont and the Murray, State Murray, State. State. Murray so now, State's Murray really down it's kinda right like now. It's kind of like the ding-dong, the wish is dead now for a lot of these teams.
0: Well, Moorhead State's got a tournament win, and Little Rock may or may not have one as well. I, cannot, I don't know for sure. Um, this conference reminds me a, a lot of college baseball because there was a year where Tennessee Tech went to Oxford and won the Oxford Regional yeah. one year, and Southeast Missouri State's always been a pain in the butt to play when they get to the, the baseball regionals, so... Um, yeah, shout-out to the Ohio Valley Conference and Dusty's far from mid-teams. And real quick on that, conference tournament starts next week. We're going to have a little... A, a, we're going to talk about that later okay. in the pod. Yeah, okay, okay. so that's that's something that we do, kind of a historical thing that we do in the past. Um, we're going to have a special pod coming out, which we will reveal and talk about a little bit more later on. Um, all right, new... Is that it, Crab? Do you have anything? Okay, that was it. So moving on to our new segment. It's our stat of the week. Stat, 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 stat of the week. Which I'm... So excited. Let's crunch the numbers together and find our favorite stats from college basketball this week. I'm going to start. This one just seems absolutely preposterous, but it is 100% true. Since 2011, Purdue is 0-5. 0-5 when they finish perfect at the free throw line. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so, this program breaks my brain. Last Sunday, they were 20-for-20 20 20 at the line at Ohio State. That's a shout out to Cobra Stats on Twitter. It's Like it's four for four. I, it, it, it makes no sense. And uh, also, one more. Purdue is eighteen and zero. Well, you can make it out nineteen and zero when committing thirteen or less turnovers in a game this season. Okay. Ooh. Which is that's again recipe for success is when Purdue does not turn the ball over. Nick, your stat of the week. Yes, I
4: already said my one earlier about Virginia, Kentucky. So I found one that's even better. Oh boy, I, this one's great. So only T one, only D one teams this century have defeated an AP number one team by fifteen points or more, only to lose an, to an unranked team by 10-plus the next game. So i get that. They basically beat the number one team. number one team by 15 or more, and then lost the next game against to an unranked team. And this has only happened twice this century, and it's happened both this year. Nebraska, and they beat Purdue and Iowa. Oh, my gosh. And then Creighton this week beating UConn and St. Wow. John's. So good. good one. good research. <laughs> Give that, you applause which, on that one, too. It does not just –
0: Show college basketball this year. That's chaos. I'm just not sure what does. Just chaos. So remember, we've got that stat of top 10 teams going on the road playing unranked teams. And I was like, oh, for sure Virginia's going to beat North Carolina because they fit that mold. And North Carolina hasn't won uh, at, in Charlottesville in almost like a decade. For sure Virginia is going to come out and just play inspired basketball. They're just going to unleash on the Tar Heels. <laughs> Forty four points.
4: And if he, if anyone's watching live, Kentucky Bam was happy at the same time as UNC Virginia and it was just perfect. The the what the, we we'll call it, the differences in the two scoring. Games.
0: I just could I cannot believe how bad a team can like a, a men's division one power five college basketball team can be so bad offensively.
2: It is wild. It like makes, truly wild. It,
0: you wanna talk about breaking your brain? That is what breaks my brain is that Virginia can be so bad offensively.
4: They just their team, like just no one can create for anyone else. It's just their biggest issue. And they
0: don't have bad players. No. I like mean McNeely, Gerard, Beekman, Beekman, Reese Breekman, like they have good players. But it's just like it Tony Bennett has broken their brains to be pack line, pack line, pack line, pack line defense. Oh my word. Dusty, do you have a stat of the week?
2: Robbie gets the assist for this because, as I mentioned, I was running behind. It's all I can do, I on can't my shoot. I
0: <laughs> So,
2: UConn, which I'm sure some people saw this week, uh, lost again at Creighton. I just uh, said that. Oh,
0: you sweet poor soul, UConn, you lost. They have oh, now lost
2: their 19, last 19 road games against ranked teams. And In that time span, they've won three national titles.
0: That truly is insane. Yeah, does not make any sense. Like they like LSU has a road ranked win this year. It makes like, no sense. Also, speaking of UConn. They either win the national title or they lose their first game in the tournament. So if you want to also kind of lock that in as well, um, I mean, obviously, so Purdue, according to the numbers, Purdue is going to win the national championship this year. So that means UConn going to lose their first game. Mm-hmm. So UConn apparently is losing to the 16th the this year. Of last year. Yeah, the reverse of last year. I love that. They're going reverse Virginia, basically. <laughs> All right, great stats of the week. Uh, we got a few more fun things coming up later in the show. Uh, What to watch for for this week. Here's some big games that we're going to highlight. Coming up on Monday, Miami's at North Carolina, Baylor's at TCU, Drexel at Delaware. Tuesday, Kentucky has to go to Starkville. Always a scary place for the (coughs) wildcats. (coughs) Wildcats. Um, Pitt is at Clemson. That could be for a tournament berth, potentially. Uh, Wisconsin, as we mentioned, is at IU. BYU, first trip to Allen Fieldhouse. Have fun with that. Texas is at Texas Tech. Nevada's at Colorado State on Tuesday night. Great Mountain West game if you want to stay up late for that one. Wednesday, Alabama at Ole Miss. Auburn's at Tennessee. Man, does Auburn need that one badly. Winthrop at High Point. We talked about the Panthers. Winthrop has always been the team coming out of that conference. Please win that High Point's got to win that one. Uh, we're going to highlight Milwaukee at IUPUI. Just keep an eye on that one. Again, we're going to mention that here in a moment and just talk about that a little bit later, just for those who are interested. Uh, SIU's at Bradley, so Southern Illinois at Bradley. Butler needs to win at home against St. John's. Have to have that one coming up Wednesday night. Minnesota at St. John's. If
4: they start winning, can maybe find a way back in. I Kansas. think so,
0: yeah. Uh, Minnesota's at Illinois. Uh The Gophers have just been a pain in the butt for everyone, so I would imagine that one's going to be the same thing for the Illini. Arizona has to go to Arizona State. Boy, the Wildcats cannot afford to lose that game if they want a number one seed. Thursday, good games. Hofstra's at at, uh, UNC Wilmington. Montana, Eastern, Washington. Gonzaga goes to San Francisco coming up Thursday night. Again, Gonzaga probably needs to win out to be really confident about making the tournament, but that's a big one. Friday, only one really, really good game. Dayton goes to Loyola, Chicago on Friday night. And if you want another decent one, Fairfield at Marist. Uh, coming in the lesser conferences. Saturday, a lot of really, really good games. Mississippi State's at Auburn. Michigan State goes to Purdue. That's the 8 p.m. Fox primetime hoops game. Florida's at South Carolina. Kansas at Baylor, 1 p.m. ABC. Illinois goes to Wisconsin. That one could decide who gets the two seed in the Big Ten. Arkansas goes to Kentucky. That's a 1.30 p.m. CBS game. Anxiety. That's going to freak you out because it's Arkansas. Marquette's at Creighton. Fancy game there. South Dakota State at North Dakota State. Always a fun one in the summit. Iowa State goes to UCF. Uh, UCF only beats top 25 teams now. Don't know how that happens. Yeah, Dawkins is on the hot seat coming year. I think he saved his job. I think so, too. <laughs> NC State at U- at North Carolina. South Florida is at Charlotte. That's a big one in the American. US uh, South Florida is at Santa Clara. And then big ones in the Ivy League coming up next Saturday. Cornell's at Princeton. Harvard is at Yale. Two big ones. And then lastly, Tennessee's at Alabama. That's an 8 p.m. ESPN game. And Gonzaga goes to St. Mary's, 10 p.m. ESPN, on Saturday night. First of all, unreal slate. Great Saturday Saturday
4: slates. Very good. Second of all, have you guys seen, just real quick, Tennessee's schedule their last four games? No, if they go three one. They probably get that last one seed. So yeah, the unanimous Home Auburn at Alabama. Then they're at South Carolina. Home Kentucky. Oh they play my f- god! They play four top twenty teams to end the season. Yeah, if they go so. three
0: and one in that. They'll be the other one seed. Yeah, that's right. I, I still think Kansas has an outside shot of working their way into that. I mean, I, I think it's it's locked in. It's going to be UConn, Purdue, and Houston. Those Absolutely. are your three, three or four. Now it just comes down to what's going to be the fourth. I don't. I think Arizona might have lost it. Yeah, It might be Tennessee's to lose It could at this be Tennessee's point. at yep. this point. Yeah, for sure. All Which right. Point, have they ever been a one seed? Arizona? No, Tennessee. Oh, Tennessee? Uh, there are two oh. seed with Chris Lofton. Yeah, I remember in the two, two seed with Chris, seed, Chris they Lofton. Lost to Winthrop. I remember that yeah. game. Chris in in Lofton had a shot with, with, late to win. Uh,
4: with Williams and Schofield, they were.
0: Yeah, that's when Purdue beat them. Right. It was the three. Tennessee was the two in that game. I don't know if they have. I'd I be shocked. I don't I think I like had. the Allen
2: Houston days or anything. I don't think they have.
0: Possibly. All right. It is time for the segment that uh, terrifies us all. <laughs> it's time for the locks of the week. We before I we, hate this. Before, I've already changed mine twice. Travis. <laughs> before we give our picks, we want to start with Nick. Nick is now O for three in locks. It's now become the fade Nick pick of the week.
4: Uh, don't forget O and three. Against
0: the spread, two to three teams are favorites. All three have lost outright as well. And NC State losing to Syracuse. If you did not watch that game, I don't think I've seen a more preposterous game of basketball than that one. NC State just did not play defense, and then Syracuse could not miss in the first half.
4: Chris Bell, I've never heard of him. Chris he, he was Bell? He 8 for 8 from 3 the first half for Syracuse. 8 for
0: 8? How is that humanly possible? He had
4: 26 points in the first half, which was his career high ever.
0: Unreal.
4: It was... Judah Mintz like Syracuse best player had zero points in the first half and they were just it's just yeah
0: so yeah. here so we, we've been trying to come up with some sort of punishment and as Nick mentioned he has a turkey suit on the way <laughs> so coming up on Wednesday IUPUI hosts Milwaukee
4: their last home game of the year last
0: home game of the year uh, coming up downtown at the Pepsi Coliseum we have decided that we all three of us are going to go to the game on Wednesday night just for fun to have a good time out and and you know enjoy some some good food, some good drinks, whatever that may be. If Nick misses his pick this week, Nick has to go dressed in the turkey suit, in the turkey <laughs> costume, to this game. We will absolutely be Sucking this dry for content. If this does happen, now if if you do get your lock of the week correct, right, we will go ahead and wipe the slate clean, be cl- and we're just going to go for fun. Be, to be clear, even if I do win this bet, I still have to wear it on the pod itself. Correct. Yes. So I, that
4: that is still coming.
0: We will say if if you win if you win your pick this week, then you'll wear you'll wear the turkey suit on the pod next Sunday. But if you get it wrong, <laughs> you're going to have to wear it to that IUPUI game.
4: And by the way, for people who don't know, IPY, is not exactly a sold-out crowd. So I will stick out tens of considerably fans considerably there.
0: Tens of fans.
4: All right, Nick, give me your lock of the week. Real quick, when we started this podcast, I thought like a lot of possibilities that could happen. Never in my wildest dreams. I think I'd be on the table. I could be dressed like a freaking turkey, <laughs> go into an IPY. This was never.
0: I love this pod.
4: This is amazing. Love it. So you know your backing is against the wall. Here
0: we go, Nick. Run, run! Let's let's hear it.
4: When your back's against the wall, you go to you go to the people you trust, right? You, you go, go back ones. to the well. You go back to the well, people you love and admire. You no, know, if I'm having a bad day at work, I call my dad. I wouldn't call Dusty or Jake, but I'd call my mom. <laughs> I talk to Disney, the dog, by the way, not the company. All that to say, my pick is oh John Calipari and the Kentucky Wildcats so on Tuesday against Mississippi State. Wow! And the reason I have actually this not just. My back in school,
0: I have reason to pick. Them. Let me just put th- push this out there, okay? If they lose, you're gonna be like double, triple, quadruple oh, it's, disappointed. It's even more than that. So that's why we never want to pick s-
4: like our favorite team so because this of why, this exact reason. Oh, it's all my eggs in one basket. Again, the punishment. My yes. favorite team is in another big game. It is my birthday on Tuesday. It is my 25th birthday on Tuesday. Oh my gosh, I didn't know. That. All my eggs are in one freaking basket. First off, happy birthday. Hey, thanks. I oh my gosh. And to the reason I do like them this game again. They Are, are we are we going against the spread or are we just going money line?
0: I I will since it's 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 for punishment, I will give you the choice.
4: <laughs> scared money make no money crap give me the spread oh it my is. gosh wow <laughs> okay. Scared
0: money make, make all no right. money. whatever the spread might be uh John if Kel- you had to guess what do you think the spread's gonna be
4: uh, i assume it's tell- five and a half Four-ish, i was thinking I was of K- told this vegas is here kentucky all year right? so yeah
0: they have i would say kentucky minus two Okay, I think it's going to be around 4 or 5. I'm with Dusty. So, okay.
4: I'm sorry to keep No, 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 but, no you're good. No, go no, no. This is good. This is good. This is good. John Cal Perry has, since the near Kentucky, has faced Mississippi State 17 times. Oh, yeah, Oh He has 17-0 yeah. against Mississippi State. Ooh. It, forever, Mississippi State's not been like horrific. They've had tournament teams. Okay. They've had good teams. Just because you are giving me that stat, I, w- I will let you take the money line. I will legitimately. Okay, j- thank j- just you. Just go money line. It's just, for whatever reason... Yeah. They just have had their number, and there's not always been like fluky wins either. They always just kind of take care of business with them. So I don't know. They've had their number. Again, they've won three of four. They're playing
0: better. Trey Mitchell sounds like he might come back Tuesday. If Kentucky does win, I, I will buy your first drink on Wednesday. Deal, deal. It, but if Gosh. Mississippi State wins, you have to buy the first drink.
4: God, all my. Because
0: I'm obviously, I, I always love the Bulldogs. That's my that's my team. Oh so. think yeah. about the aspect mm-hmm. of it
4: too. Yeah. So we're going to the hump. We've already beaten them once this year. Took
0: control of the game
4: from yep. start to finish. Mm-hmm. Mississippi State's a good team; their tournament team, but yeah, now that
0: you mention it, yeah, it's I've never seen Mississippi State win he, against Kentucky when Calipari's there. He has lost two of his first round SEC tournament when they went nine and sixteen. So right. that's
4: the only time he has lost to Mississippi State at Kentucky.
2: Seventeen and zero—that's a special number too. It is a special number.
4: Seventy-two oh
0: dolphins.
2: Nineteen seventy-two. Yeah,
0: Miami. yeah, yeah. We're, we're don't Dusty's a Dolphins fan. Correct. Big Miami Dolphins fan. Yeah. All right. So we're gonna live and die with the Kentucky. Oh boy. It's, the a, it's a win-win for me. If they <laughs> if they win, then I if, if Kentucky wins, then I'm happy for you. I always like seeing my friends' uh, teams wins. But if Mississippi State wins, I'm, I'm already so be happy. Nervous. My friends in Starkville are going to be happy, and I'm going to be even more happy because we get amazing content. You got to wear that while we go out too. By the way.
4: Call me a Lions fan, because now I hate Turkey Day going forward. <laughs> oh. Unfortunate.
0: Dusty, I think you've changed your block of the week probably about five times now. Yep. So we go Kentucky lock, money line. Dusty, what's your lock so the week? So I had
2: to go to Leap Days this week. Great holiday. Very underrated. Um, I once got asked kindly to leave a Hooters one year on Leap Day. Um, kindly? After, yeah. They do, they do things kindly there? They came up to uh, me. And my buddy <laughs> said, uh, you got to go. Uh, we're putting the chairs up, fellas <laughs> So me and my buddy left
0: That's the nicest way to That's do it He right right kindly there. asked us Oh leave, my gosh
2: He was caught drawing on the table and I may have fallen out of my chair
0: I like
4: how uh, they put the tables It's like at the Oscars They play someone off with the music <laughs> That was their version out the tables. Yeah,
2: so Leap Day is special in my mind So I'm going this Leap Day I'm going to take Memphis At mm-hmm. East Carolina Coming off a nice win today Against Florida Atlantic uh, Do not know the spread uh, East Carolina is actually Pretty decent at home um, I believe 500 in the conference, but I'm going to see Memphis has gone out of their little scuffle and go give victory against the Pirates.
4: We'll take whatever spread it is.
0: All right. Against the spread. I like that. For East K- wow, interesting. Shell, okay. he's Shal- like it.
4: Halliburton. His fifth birthday on Leap Day.
0: Wow. He's a leap Happy day baby. birthday, yeah. Tyrese. Mm-hmm. Love that. Um, well, I buried the lead with this entire lock of the week, by the way. Lock for Memphis against the spread. Your boy has not lost any of his locks, so... I'm just rolling the Locksmith. I hate this topic. This is my least favorite segment. I love it. It's my favorite. Minnesota got it done against Ohio State. It got a little sketchy towards the end there, but the Gophers did cover. So now I am, however you want to see it, I know the first pod, I gave you two picks. And some people are saying, well, that's just a parlay. It's just one parlay." <laughs> well, you can screw off. It's four picks. I'm 4-0. Oh. <laughs> Suck it. And to the person who is listening, hopefully hears me when I say, you know who you are, you're coming after me when you say that. You come after me. I'm 40. You know who you are. Um. So this week, my lock of the week, I am very excited about Iowa State. Love the clones. I think they have been rolling lately. Now, they had a big number to hit on Saturday against West Virginia. I, think, I believe 16 and a half, and they couldn't cover but the Cyclones are 18-8 against the spread this year. They've been great. They're really good at home. Oklahoma is just coming off a road win at Oklahoma State, where if you have not watched the pokes this year, Oklahoma State's bad, below 500. Sooners needed a, game, a three-pointer at the buzzer to win that game. Oh, so Oklahoma does not play well on the road, and Iowa State's coming off a game where they, haven't, they didn't play very good against West Virginia. I think they're going to come out with their hair on fire, and they're going to be ready to roll Wednesday at 8 p.m., so Iowa State, spread, whatever it may be, you can lock it in for the clones over the Sooners coming up on a Wednesday at 8 p.m. Love that pick.
2: Also, for those taking bang advice from Nick, he told me how he uh, has the Lakers' money line. They're down 10 with eight minutes left.
4: So more pressure again. And I bet Purdue to cover and FAU to cover today, so this is
0: yeah. we're having neither run. of those worked out. So there are our locks of the week, or for Nick's next thing, it's his fades of the week. Whatever it may be. You need to find like the sad horn. Let's go, Bulldogs. Hail State, baby. Please. Come on. Gotta get that win for the pod. Good con if Chris Jans or anyone from the Mississippi State Men's Basketball program is listening to this, please win please
4: john vincent calipari <laughs> m- m- my future's in please. your hands please
0: i do i mean i think i have a couple of friends from mississippi state that do listen to this pod so that if they may pass this on to christians and they may use this as a motivating factor any of them single women
4: <laughs> no okay i don't care
0: i only know one woman that's my wife <laughs> so that's no the mind. only that's the only person i can i'm I don't to be know, friends shout to. Your, your sister or your mother well that i mean obvi- that's family that's different than friends Family's closer. Friends that, yeah, it doesn't count. All right. We're moving on to our last few segments of the show. Viewer question time. Um, We're going to get this first one from uh, GFOP Joe Steele, who's been great with us on social media. I'd like to hear Dusty and Nick's opinion on who they think the men's and women's national champion will be. Funny that he asked that. I gave you a lot of good information about that. (laughs) I know it's early, but let's just see how good you are. Maybe the champ plus one other long shot. For example, he's picking UConn, and his long shot would be North Carolina. And for the women, he's taking Ohio State, and his long shot is Gonzaga. Mm. So first off, Joe, thank you for the question. So I want to hear from all of us as of right now. Well,
4: all of us. He said Nick and Dusty.
0: <laughs> I, I took out the part, since I read the question, I, t- I took out the part also from you. Okay. Just for question's sakes. He was asking for mine as well. But please, go right ahead. Your national champion in both the men's and women's, and then a one long shot that you like.
4: And real quick shout, out, Joe. He has been like we appreciate all the questions. He's love been great. It.
0: He's been great to interact.
4: That with being it. said, Joe, uh, North Carolina is a long shot. Uh, we're really uh, we're calling North Carolina a long shot here. <laughs> that making UNC a long shot is a long shot. If I do say so That's myself. That's fair. <laughs> okay. All right. But okay. That being said, again, Houston. I'm with Dusty. I love watching more anyone else. Third, you beat my national championship pick. And long shot, it's interesting, like because like as much as we talk about 17 to make the final four, very rarely does
0: like a non-top I don't know, two, three seed actually win the thing. Yeah, uh, last uh, last non non-top three seed to win was, by UConn. was UConn, and, and then then before, before that, I think it was Arizona when they were a four seed in '97, right? I think
2: and beat three one seeds in and that tournament. They
0: sure did. Yeah, the only team to actually do that. So I believe that's the only other one. So my long shot again. I'm not picking Kentucky
4: just for a lot of reasons. Whatever. I think Baylor's kind of who I said it they had the Baylor, yeah. They had the championship coach. They have a, uh, you know, they're a three or four seed. It's not too far off. They got some and NBA talent. Kobe was, Walter, right, yeah. You had the lottery pick on the team. So
0: yeah, that's kind of who I'd land on is Baylor. Okay, I like the Baylor pick. Dusty, if you had to pick a national champion, oh, give me your women's women's national champion and, for, and maybe a long shot. For the record, I'm not
4: as like well-averse in the women's college basketball, and not not because like it's inferior or anything like that. I don't know. You, between NBA and NHL and MLB, there's only so many. Sports so much time you can. There's only so much sports one man can watch. So that being said, I love Don Staley, so South Carolina be my pick. Yeah, and I also have Colin Zag as a long shot myself. Because it would be so freaking funny if the women's win one that the men's. Really so <laughs> yeah, favorite favorite That would be really funny. I'll pick Gonzaga.
0: Great Great point. All right, Dusty.
2: Men's uh, Houston, I think is the best team in the country still. I'm going to pick them as my winner. My long shot is Florida, mm.
0: uh, who
2: has turned it on. Won like eight of nine or yeah. nine of ten recently.
0: They got some good shooters, and they, they can, do. when they want to defend, they can yeah, they, I they think. They can be yeah. scary.
2: Um, women's, I'm going to say that this magical ride for Kalen Clark comes to a, a storybook ending, and Iowa wins it. Um, upsetting We'd love s- to see that. Upsetting South Carolina on the championship. Um, and I mentioned this team earlier. Kind of my long shot, which I guess they are a ranked team, would be the Indiana women. There you go, cool Joe. Maybe that yeah. will cheer you up.
0: Yeah. we will love to see Terry Moore and try to pull one through for them. All right. If I'm going to throw mine out there, I might as well do it real quick. On the men's side... I mean, if UConn doesn't win it, then they're going to lose the first game. So I guess I'm just going to pick UConn to win the national championship again. I think they, that that's UConn's my favorite team. I, I think they they check all the boxes and they look the best. Uh, my long shot men's team, man, I've been going back and forth on this all day. It's tough. It's it's tough to decide because I want to pick a team that's kind of in the mix, but not necessarily in the mix. I have a couple teams on my mind. Man, I don't know if I really want to decide yet. On a long shot. <laughs> You know, I'll just say Mississippi State. I'll say Mississippi State. What the heck? I want Josh Harper. I want to see Mississippi State make a run. They they can play defense, and they've got really if good Mississippi size. Mississippi
2: State matchups. wins the men's national basketball championship. I'll go to IUPUI game next year naked.
0: <laughs> Please no. Okay. No, do not do that. No, you will get. You'll I mean, get arrested. IPY security is probably so bad. He's probably hanging out, oh, hang out just, for like 50 minutes. Did you guys minutes? see
2: this year where a guy tried checking <laughs> Yeah, he, he was wearing like a LeBron jersey? It like was a barstool guy. Yeah.
0: <laughs> they also that should was, let play. How much should could that be. would have been really funny. On uh, the women's side, if, I've, got a, I've got a futures bet on South Carolina to win. So I, I'm obviously going to pick South Carolina to win. Uh, Virginia Tech would I guess not. I guess if you're not South Carolina everyone else is a long shot in the women's game but Virginia Tech's got a really good team and they got a really good player in Liz Kidley who's a baller inside so I, I would take Virginia Tech as my yeah, so they, like, they have a couple team. top 10 picks projected. yeah
2: they got a, they got a really yeah, I good team I think they there. just hosted game day
0: yeah they did yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I did they win oh no yeah <laughs> this <laughs> <to change> quickly. <laughs>
1: this, this <laughs> is beautiful and
0: they win the National Championship. yeah they beat North Carolina so <gasps> we're good everyone's we're fine what is we're fine we're good All right, next question. Uh, This is one that I'm asking for both of you. I'm not answering this. How long would you camp outside in a tent in the elements during the winter to see your favorite college basketball team play against a top 10 team? So for instance, Kentucky, how long are you gonna stay outside in the elements in the winter if they go up and play, let's say if they play Duke at Rupp? How, How long would you be willing to stay outside?
2: So... We brought this up during the week, and to me, there's a lot of factors. Who you're with, what food and probably booze do you have, Mm -hmm. what's the environment? Are you one of those people that actually have like the TV in the tent? If it's like this is a pretty koozy situation, I would, and you can get off work obviously, Mm -hmm. I'd I'd go uh, 10 days. 10 days? Now, if it's just to be a
4: 10 days? Again,
2: who are you with? Like, you could have a blast. I'm trying to think of some of my really good friends and be like 10 days and not having a care in the world. Um, You'd have to be glamping,
0: kind of like what Tom Haverford, Fox and Wreck, you got to find a way to you know, just buy stuff on Sky Mall and yeah. just get away How with How much it? space is in that's the tent? That's glamorous Wait, and you,
2: and you can or cannot leave the tent? I mean, You can,
0: yes. I mean, obviously, well, you have be able to leave you leave the only the just spend 10
2: days in one tent? So, really, just have to sleep in the tent?
0: This might <laughs> Basically, yes. You have no. to stay there overnight, and then you... let's say you can only leave. You know, every, like because I
2: like the idea of like there's just a bucket for using the bathroom. Let's say and you guys have to share it.
0: Let's say you're a let, let's let's say you're a student okay. and you so have to so basically like your class. <laughs> so anytime, anytime you don't have classes, last time Washington
2: State won the <laughs> conference.
0: <laughs> yes, anytime you don't have classes, you have to be in the tent, huh. and you get five minute bathroom breaks.
2: In college, I I I think seven ten days I'm fine with.
4: Okay, I think it'd be fun. When I first miserable. when I first thought about this, it was like I could I think I do 24 hours. When I really sat down and thought about it, I could probably do two hours max. And if I'm being completely honest wow. with myself, I am a wimp. Well, I was I cult. was the
2: opposite because when you guys first texted that, I was like, I'd rather just watch the game on the couch. But yeah. it's one of those words like could be a fun story memory.
4: And It's not because like for people like a missionary I've been a rub five times here. That's not like including all this is mm-hmm. like. I don't know, dude. Like watching games at home, like with flat screen TVs and HD TVs, like and s- nice sofas, like yeah, waiting out in the cold okay, If it's like, like if you've never been to a game before, if I've never been to a game before yet, that's a whole completely different thing. Sure, but like, cause like when you're actually out there in the cold, that's I, I could not handle it well. Yeah, it, I just just, know it I is couldn't. brutal.
2: It'd be a one time thing for sure. I will say right. that. But I, the other thing too, you're talking about watching at home, even before my Kentucky experience, my favorite. Um, watching viewing experience in every sport growing up in my entire life has always been watching Kentucky basketball games with my brothers and my dad. I just would not trade that for anything.
4: Yeah, but people, people don't know our whole, like, our dad's side of the family is all Kentucky fans. So yeah. it's, it all just works out. That's a good one.
0: Um, so I, I can speak from experience. Mm-hmm. I camped outside for, I believe it was two days to, to go to the Purdue-Duke game when I was a freshman at, at Purdue. <laughs> Um, it was a terrible experience, and I hated it because we basically put our tent on the cold ground, and it was below twenty degrees <gasps> outside. So there was like frost that was showing up in our tent, and we didn't obviously. This is two thousand eight, so we didn't really have great electronics at that point. You know, we didn't have you know DVD players or whatever. So, gosh, I, I could, could not. W- do it that. was miserable, and and the the worst part about it is, um, so you pick groups to go into like seating priority at the in the paint crew and we were like 85th. So we sat all the way up near the top so we got in late and like we were diehard fans. We went to games every, no matter what game it was we went to every single game in the paint crew and what drove us crazy was you know one of our I guess he I think he was a roommate of one of my friends that at, at Purdue at the time his group and he had never been to a game and of course his group gets picked first so he gets to send front row for the Purdue Duke game Back in, I think it was two thousand seven, so, so two thousand m- eight.
4: So you you can't like build credit, right? If you go to eight straight Purdue games, you don't get any sort of
0: award for that. I'm sure there's some sort of no. There wasn't at the time. Okay. Um, and he may have just gotten it at the last second and found a way to get tickets, but I, from what I remember, yeah, that's how it went. So I, I think I'd like to think of myself as a tougher lad than I was when I was in college, and yeah. a, a more of a <laughs> more of a way to uh, pass the time. Um, or more technology to handle the, the temperatures or the, the freezing difficulties. So I, I would say two to three days. We're going to
2: post. We actually do have uh, a photo of Robbie walking into Mackey Arena that night. I don't know if you remember someone taking this picture of you or not. But. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> it's
0: so funny. It's just a picture of Martin Short as Jack Frost. <laughs> Fantastic. Robbie did not laugh. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> Lastly. This question comes from my sister, Brittany, huh. who is a, uh, a devoted listener to the pod. So, Thank Brit, you, Brittany, we appreciate yeah, you. Yeah, but now in. all
2: the women that Robbie knows.
0: <laughs> How many times have each of us been a part of a court storming? So, and I, I remember you mentioned it in the, earlier yeah. in the show. So I will tell you I've been, I've, I've stormed Mackey once and that was the last time that Purdue has stormed the court at Mackey was after they beat Wisconsin when it's that was to a cool. top, I think it was a top 10, top 15 win when Robbie Hummel blocked uh, Trayvon Hughes. I, I stormed the court for that. And then when Ohio when Purdue beat Ohio State, um, I think it was 2009 was when they did it. Um, I stormed the field for that. So those are my court stormings, field stormings. Those are my two times. And obviously the Noblesville one after we won conference our senior year. So those are Again, those are my three times. And that is correct. When um who hit was it Joey Hilton hit the big shot that won that game or who Ducks, or Ducks or no, Snyder. Doug Snyder yeah. did Sorry, what did I say Joey Hilton? He's not in our class. Doug Snyder. Ducks beautiful Snyder. eyes, by yes. the way. Oh. You get lost in those eyes. Get lost in those eyes. So those are my moments. Have you guys so I know Dusty has. Nick, have you ever stormed court field? As a player or fan or eight, I've been part of zero. Wow. I've never been part of one.
4: Never. Yeah, and it's like it's like oh, I was at one and it happened. Yeah. I I've never been gotten the opportunity. Even like I, I even like we won county in eighth grade, like yeah. there's no like court storming or anything like huh. that. Yeah, I've never been part of one. It seems like a Wait, did top tier experience.
0: Did the students storm the court when we won county eighth grade? I don't think they did. I don't think so. Okay. I can't remember exactly, but who I don't the believe they
2: the, on There. That's who should be running. <laughs> the in at of Hamilton I. Heights? Yeah, the Hamilton Heights <laughs> Middle School. Um, so my only experience is that kentucky Louisville yeah. game. The only other story I can tell real quick with court storming is the, obviously the Watford shot game that you mentioned earlier. I was at Kilroy's in Bloomington during that, decked out in a Tayshaun Prince, Kentucky jersey. I was watching my four other Kentucky guys I met that day and actually recognized me. When the shot goes <laughs> in... You just stand at the TV And that turn Those three got out of Dodge I, I probably would have gone. too Yeah So I was supposed to meet my family For a dinner afterwards And they were at the game And at, I'll just never forget I was walking down Is it Kirkwood right this Is the yeah. main road That the yeah. bars are on And in the corner of my eye All these fans are going crazy There's a couch on fire I mean Glo- <laughs> Bloomington was just euphoria It was, it was Lost pretty Lost their minds It was pretty cool and, in I, blood. and I saw a guy Point at me <laughs> In the corner of my eye And yeah That was good And he said <laughs> Let's light him on fire <laughs> <laughs> and I just told myself like, just keep walking straight don't Let's say anything let like light yeah. him
0: on fire that's amazing oh my gosh that's funny
2: wow so yeah no court storming court storming but almost got murdered that during. could take
0: the place for your story time of the week even though I know it doesn't come from your college basketball days but that's that's pretty incredible that right. yeah, could be fine alright we're gonna you end six doesn't count <laughs> <laughs> no it does not <laughs> Nick you have to make up for yourself because your I picks know. stink I know you can't lock in <laughs> anything you you're funny of the week.
4: Not even a girlfriend.
0: Single, still.
4: I have to call no locks once a week to come to my house. No locks work. So anywhere.
0: this is Nick's time to shine. This is the funniest thing he saw from this week of college basketball. Let's
4: hear it. So real quick, I just want since we started this week, a lot of funny things happened prior. So I just do the funniest things. I want to shout out. Michigan basketball has been the funniest thing. Oh this, my gosh! This, between. Uh, you know, Juwan Howard letting Phil Martelli coach that random Penn State game that one time. Mm-hmm. And Doug McDaniel, for people who don't know, uh, he's only playing home games this year because uh, he's, like, acting in trouble, whatever. And the funniest thing ever this year, you are now 30 at Illinois, and they started chanting, We want Doug! We want Doug! So, it's <laughs> just that. Gosh. <laughs> Insult injury. So, Okay. Just real quick, the, the some of the nominees. I'm just gonna run through these quickly. Uh-huh. John Calipari is a nominee from going mm-hmm. from Swaggy Cal last Saturday to. If you saw, did you see his presser on Tuesday, Robbie? I don't think I did. No. So again, he was Swaggy Cal last Saturday. Mm-hmm. After the game on Tuesday, he answers three or Wednesday, sorry, he answers three questions and he mainly says, "Hey guys, this is your goofy music." <laughs> Am I talking over this? Yeah, you are. And since Cal Party after three questions says, Hey guys, I have to cut the press conference short. I have an early game on Saturday.
0: <laughs> That's funny.
4: Again, after I love Swaggy that Cal. That's great. The other funny thing and uh, was ACC Network today. We don't get too far into this, but again, I know we're a podcast of white guys, but uh, <laughs> the gosh. ACC Network posted this, this graphic <laughs> oh, this today. Is so, this is so bad. Their graphic, it reads, ACC Head Coaches who happen to be black. <laughs> and they just list all the black coaches. This, I'm sure this is because of Black History Month. They're trying yeah. to like like... This, this is, is a an, better way to portray
0: this it. This is what, an what, insane graphic. What white person decided that was a good idea, basically? That's get, what
4: it comes down to. And why did they
0: land on this phrase? Who happened to be yeah. black? Who happened to be black? How about black head basketball coaches in the ACC? <laughs> it's right there. They're like, <laughs> oh wait, he's black. It's like, like what, what kind of... All t- how many people
4: had that... that like got proof to is so. I'm just
2: imagining being in a conference room and it was some probably a white male that thought about that and then turned to like one of the African Americans room was like high five like hey buddy inclusiveness and it's like no no I don't I
4: think you're missing the point on how
2: to do this.
0: I can tell you watch those diversity training videos. <laughs> yeah.
4: John Shire did not make the list. He does not happen to be black. Sorry for you, John. But the, we already they, talked about it. The funniest thing of the week was Rick Pitino ripping absolutely. his team to shreds. It, it, and then on top of today. He wins today! Wednesday and he's walk he's rocking a white Armani suit. Again, a week <laughs> oh, after thrashing his players to the, the to the curb. He looks like a mafioso. It's amazing. All this there's a ton of people from Sopranos in the crowd at the game. It was so perfect. Rick Pettino the see funniest one of the coolest, person this week.
2: One of the funniest, sorry, not coolest, funniest clips ever is when Rick Pitino's team allegedly won the two thousand thirteen national championship.
0: <laughs> allegedly, <laughs> allegedly.
2: Afterwards when they're walking to shake hands. A uh, firework goes off inside the arena, and Rick Patino <laughs> dodges like someone was like, come to shoot him. It is, I can't even explain how funny it is without watching it. I mean, Tef, he knew I'm someone go had back, a hit he, on him. He thought I'm going to go back and watch that. Is piece, yeah. It is amazing. He
0: fell with a mob hit. Yes. Mo- <laughs> By the way, the mention, so one last thing on on Rick Pitino... He said that he had just gone out and bought that white Armani suit. There's no way that's not the same white Armani suit that he had when he was at Louisville. There's no chance. chance. It's it's that exact suit. And I want to see the comparisons at some point.
2: It's like our brother Jake in his maroon suit. It's the
0: the same thing.
1: Love you, Jake, by the way. same
0: thing. All right. That does it for episode four of the D1 and Done Pod. Now, we do want to let you know, coming up, Next Monday, let me make sure that I get that date correct. It is March 4th. That is the official start of Conference Championship Week. It's always one of our favorite times. And one of the things that we've done Uh, in the past...
4: It's one of two weeks, right? Correct, Uh yes.
0: Uh Yes. So... One of our favorite things that we have done in the past is actually go through each conference and pick the tournament champion. And it's very hard to do. So it's between me, Nick, Dusty, and Dusty and Nick's brother Jake. We all get together and we all pick the conference tournament champions. The winner of the tournament champions picks gets pride. Yeah. Now we gotta change that this year. We obviously we'll have put some we have to put something online. But we're gonna basically we're gonna do a special pod where we pick the champions for every tournament. We're gonna put that out coming up on Monday, uh, Monday March 4th. Our normal pod will be next Sunday, March 3rd, and then the special conference tournament pod will come out on Monday, March 4th. And I
2: advise any of you, I mean, this is a fun deal, and the conference tournaments, so those two weeks are uh, extravagant. It's so much fun. All these yeah. small schools are vying buy- for it. Like we said, 90% of the teams can still win the national title. Um, and it's fun to do with your buddies or even gives you reason to follow the brackets for two weeks. It's right. so much fun.
4: It
0: really is like the greatest kickoff to March Madness. Absolutely. It's so great. So if you want to have fun listening to us for another hour and a half, two hours, it'll be a special pod. We'll do our normal stuff. On Sunday of next week, but Monday will be a little bit even more special as we bring everyone right, in. I'm not sure more fun. how
4: good or bad it is. Whatever it is, it's just gonna be fun, right?
0: We might somewhat preview the conferences as we do it,
4: but sure. yeah, it's just fun. So it's gonna we'll, be a good we'll time. Guys enjoy. Yeah,
0: so uh, we'll have that up coming up next Monday. We'll have our normal pod episode five coming up on next Sunday. It was a fantastic week of college basketball. As we are finishing up this pod, though, we are watching Ohio State, Michigan, and Jake Diebler might get the Buckeyes another win. So by the time you're listening to this, you will let us know how the Buckeyes and Spartans did. But that is it for episode four. Make sure, again, you follow us all around, across our social media platforms. Make sure you shoot us up on uh, your on our Gmail account. It is d1anddonepod at gmail.com. And that does it for episode four. Thank you again so much for listening. And we will see you next time, next Sunday, for episode five.